to be continued, a fanboy podcast. Please follow us on Twitter and Facebook. You can also catch us on the various platforms such as iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, and our newly minted YouTube channel. That's to be continued, a fanboypodcast.com. Don't forget to like and subscribe. I'm getting to that. Please remember to like and subscribe. And as always, a five-star rating is appreciated. To Be Continued is an adult podcast for adults by adults. We may talk about superheroes, sci-fi, comic books, and all sorts of similar crap like that. But we may use adult and frank language when we do so. This is not a podcast for kids, brothers and sisters. Welcome to To Be Continue, a fanboy podcast covering your fanboy passions. You may not learn anything, but if you stick around, you might have some fun. Proof that homeschooling is working, America! Homeschooling is working, America! <laughs> Thank you, Clark King. Executive producer. Clark for 2020. That was Clark a great intro. That yeah. was a great intro. Yeah. This is To Be Continued, a fanboy podcast covering your fanboy passions. You may not learn anything, but if you stick around, you just might have some fun. Have some fun. Yes, indeed. Woo! Welcome back, everyone. This is a reunion of the OG TBC crew. I am one of your hosts, Miguel Alejandro Velez. And uh, there's, wait, there's a new G. There's an OG and a new... There's, that, that would imply that there's an there's NG. A, there's an OG. I am the NG. Hi. There she is. I, I did not say anything <laughs> of wrong. You see? And it just happens. You see that happens? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, what you're just seeing here is textbook uh, COVID response. COVID response. We were in a tailspin and Ed, he, he flattened that it thing out. He got it right. He got, the he got the altimeter all steady and craziness. And here we are in wonderful Pancake Studios, social distancing... Here with Miguel and our producer. That's me, Jonathan, Jonathan Vergara. Vergara. Thank who, you very much. Who looks like a member of Cobra right now because he's rocking the black mask. Well, he had he had a pair of glasses on, and I don't know if you people know who Richard Iodi is. Yeah. He well, was he was a guy in yeah, Evolution, yeah. by the way, yeah. British guy. Anyway. I feel like, uh, yeah. Well, let's get the show on. <laughs> yes. I feel like Cobra, like, took a vacation on Hawaii. That's <laughs> yes, very much. He's like, he's got, like, a Cobra mask with, like, a Hawaii, like, this, uh, like, neo-80s uh, flamingo Hawaiian shirt deal. That's, with the, with, well, we all, some of us have the, the mask fully on. Some of us have it, like, mm -hmm. for me, I can't because of my glasses. Um, I'm not covering my nose. But <laughs> John looks like a, um... He looks like a young Goldblum with glasses. I, I, none of this matters to the people at home who can't see. We'll take some pictures. We'll take some pictures and we'll upload it on and show everyone what it's looking at. So, yes, we are a socially distanced to be continued podcast right now. We're back in Pancake Studios. Uh, you know, we've done a few Zoom uh, episodes. Uh, things have been hectic for everyone else. Now, obviously, what? Don't go closer to your mic. <laughs> okay, you uh, can you? They they were hearing at me, right? That's I have to right, go. Yeah. It was it okay. was okay. All right, all right. So we're back in Pancake Studios, and uh, I just wanted to do something fun for like our first time back in studio, and it, this is an interesting thing. I think um, 
the online world is dictating a lot of stuff in the nerd sphere. Like, there are sometimes seemingly these, like, upswells of interest, especially in past stuff, that you can definitely track to its availability on whatever platform. Netflix, Hulu, whatever. So some sort of classic, sometimes a franchise pops up, suddenly everyone starts talking about it again. And uh, we're no different because we don't make trends, we follow them here at, at TBC. <laughs> so if you have a Netflix account, one of the things you've noticed of, you know, that's been available re recently has been Back to the Future, the entire trilogy. And there's been a weird cottage industry that's sprouted up during this lockdown of tons of criticisms and retrospectives. And in all honesty, I just wanted to ride that train. But also, I hadn't seen Back to the Future in a long, long time. Wait a minute, Miguel. You're saying that we can watch TV just by clicking on a button and just watch old shows? <laughs> What's going on? You have to end that with, that's heavy. That's that's heavy, Miguel. <laughs> yeah. So um, this is something that is in the, our DNA, as I like to say all the time. We didn't have to do an ounce of thinking for it. Th yeah, it was just like, yeah, we love these movies. Let's talk about them. And that's just really what I want to do. <laughs> but with an interesting twist, and that is this. I am not coming from this as a criticism. Um, and, uh, you know, I'll ask Ed and John about this. From the place of, like, I want to nitpick this thing to death. I don't. I love this franchise. Uh, the first film to me is like, is almost perfect. You know but, <laughs> but, but what I do want to do is let, I want to point out how it works and yet where you can see the seams and other things in it, it shouldn't. A lot of things in this, in this I'm going to talk about how, yeah, why does that work? Why do we give that a pass? It does work. It is a great movie. But like on paper, it maybe should be called out. I don't know. But that's kind of what I want to do. I hope everyone else goes. John, you were going to say? I was going to say, you know, it's it's a lot harder to nitpick a classic. A movie that's been created a long time ago. You could only really do that contemporarily, like now. But classic pieces, it's like us criticizing uh, Nosferatu. The, yeah. You know, mm -hmm. the 20s, you know. Yeah, you're right. 1920s, right. black and white. I, I, and I think that there is you also that, yeah. You can't pick that apart. You can't be like, oh my God. Well, and I think you, know, you can pick it apart, but not for, like, again, not yeah, for yeah. reasons that it would be disingenuous. If you're, like, yeah, yeah. any older science you fiction film. you see that effect? Right, yeah, that you can't, it's so like, stupid. yeah, that was all they had. It was yeah. that tin can and that... that so, so, I don't know, like, so how do you approach critiquing a movie that is more of an iconic right. classic it's, that was made 20, 30 it's years clearly ago? Clearly, it's an yeah. iconic movie yeah. because uh, you, came, you came, we came to this project because you've been watching a lot of these kids watching... Reaction videos oh, on YouTube, and yeah. it's recognizably, you know, um, people in there who are watching this are not under thirty-five yeah. who have never seen this movie mm -hmm. before, and they're not necessarily going, "Oh, this sucks." People right. yes, clearly they're... walking away saying, "Oh, I really enjoy this." Mm -hmm. Now that said, you you you're saying Back to Future One, and I've said before, if they never made two and three, I could walk away and go, "It's a complete film." Right? Yeah. Right. Even with the cliffhanger style ending, mm -hmm. it's one of like, oh yeah, okay, all right. M Marty and Doc are just off on another adventure. Maybe we get to see it, maybe we don't, but that's fine. Mm -hmm. What I got was okay. And yet it did become a franchise. And again, that's part also of the criticism, especially of the later films, of sort of going into this sort of like, well, here's this retrofitting. Here was this mm -hmm. thing that happened to get be a hit, and now we're going to turn it into a collection of films. 
And um, uh, that's, I think it is interesting because, again, the two films, the sequels, do work, but it is interesting in, in uh, sort of a pre-Back to the Future one, post-Back to the Future one, sort of like idea of what that movie, that fr- franchise, that idea, that story could be. So, so let, let, me, let me just go through like some, again, going through Wikipedia. Just some basic, some basics. Yeah. Uh, 1985, directed by Robert Zemeckis, mm-hmm. okay? Uh, written by Zemeckis and Bob Gale. Uh, sorry, Michael J. Fox, uh, Christopher Lloyd, Leah Thompson, Crispin Glover. Music by Alan Silvestri. So that's very important that we're going to get into. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Budget. Whoa, whoa, whoa. And don't forget the two pop hits by Huey Lewis and the News. That's just darn too loud. <laughs> uh, budget at $19 million. And at the box office, $391.5 million. Okay? Yeah. And that's just the first one. But highest grosser of 85, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the sequels... Back to the Future Part 2, that was made in 1989. Right. Okay. Back-to-back productions. Um, with a budget of $40 million, so they got a little bit more money out of it. That made 335.9. Okay. Mm-hmm. That was back-to-back with three. Right. Okay. Um, so that Three makes... was 90, and, uh, which, was, which was one of the most amazing things about that, was mm-hmm. that you got to see it, the, the conclusion the next summer. Yes. Uh, well, we got the... Wow. We got the trailer at the end of two. Right, yeah, that was the thing. The right. end of two da, suddenly has da, the da, teaser da, 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 for the first right, one. I'm going to get, I want to really talk to John about that since John is younger than us and he didn't necessarily experience these movies. Like, look, 90, mm-hmm. 1990, you, how old were you in 90? Were you born yet? My math is, my math is bad. Yeah, you know? I, was, I was born. He was born in 80. Done, okay. 80, 80, 80, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But you didn't really, you were, you were too young to have seen the yeah. first one, the second again. So, but I think people by then, because you see the bo- the drop in box office again with a, a budget of well, $40 we'll, million, well, well, we'll talk about that as that well. That goes into two hundred forty six point one million dollars. Right. So, um, this is a film that uh, these are is a series that's embedded in 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 the pop culture. It's referenced in everything, mm-hmm. up to and including just recently directly Endgame. Avengers Endgame with Paul Rudd's famous Back to the Future's bullshit mm-hmm. line. Um, but Don't I'd like to get Rick a and Morty too. And Rick and Morty oh, absolutely brings it maybe a little more into the spotlight as well because the the comparison is obvious. Yeah. Um. So it's it has a weight in the culture. So I'd like to uh, go around here, John, as the millennial, as the person who um, didn't experience a lot of these things in the theater Doc, in their first run, but then only that's heavy. Really got it when it was in heavy rotation and cable and syndicated exactly. TV. Yeah. So w- your first like, um. First off, is this a, is this even a franchise you have any real affection for? Is it more like, yeah, it's there, it's fine, I, or is it more? Do you feel that maybe guys our age have more esteem for it than maybe uh, someone your age? Yeah, I think uh, I think it's underrated or underappreciated in my age group. Hmm. I think I know about it through osmosis. Mm. It's not like I really like went out there, sought the movies, enjoyed them, and be like, oh my god, this is like one of my personal favorite movies. Mm. But you knew it was embedded in the culture. Like, you knew everyone through You can't watch an it. episode of Family Guy or something yeah, else yeah. without getting a reference, right? Exactly, exactly. And then also, you know, like, from your own friends and family. Like, someone you know has raved about it or, like, said, oh, my God, this is so, so much of my childhood. Uh, but not so much you would say personally you that's not my but that's the thing. But I, I, so I get the feeling. I get the atmosphere and the love for it. But I don't personally like have like mm. that that connection. When was the, what would you say was the last time you saw any of those 
If it's over 10 years, it's over 10 years. My That's li- all you got to say. My, yeah, it's, it's just like you said. It was like on WB11 or something. Something like that. And, okay. And it's just Sunday afternoon. It's playing in the background. Mm-hmm. Or I'm playing with my action figures. There's something might, about how that, might, yeah. yeah, it, yeah, yeah. It, it, it just becomes ubiquitous it was background. elevator music. Right, yeah, you know, exactly, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. so now, Ed, in 85, you, you and I, we were similar age group. Um, hey, you know, I, I had to give out the year I was born. Come on, guys. No, no I'm kidding. I'm not you You're Ed's 74, and I'm 76. Uh, uh, I'm 74, yeah. Right, yeah, 74 right. and 76. So we're on the same age uh, with a lot of the same appeals. That movie had an, a similar kind of appeal mm-hmm. for us. So did you see the first one in the theaters, or did you see it maybe like uh, when it was on like, um, I don't remember seeing in theaters um so but as soon as it hit the vhs tapes mm-hmm. i wore out my copy <laughs> ladies and gentlemen there was about maybe a handful of things that i had on vhs that i wore my copies of empire strikes back back to the future i taped the later uh, letterman film festivals yeah yes. and a bunch of other things and i just kept watching these things over <laughs> and over and over Le- now the letterman film festivals with michael that j, michael j. Fox, fox often contributed to <laughs> yes <laughs> by the way I'm very impressed that you use the word osmosis. <laughs> <laughs> so um, now you so and Ghostbusters and Ghostbusters. So like again, it's in the canon. It's, yeah. So yeah. do you do you remember what like your first um, reaction to the first film like was? What like your initial was it just like oh that was an interesting fun sci-fi movie? Did it? Did you know? Like here's the thing: Did you even know that there was this thing called Back to the Future? Mm-hmm. And or or like again, so what was it like? The, like, the, did you have any anticipation or what? The thing that's well, you know, again, it was just something that was, and maybe it starts out with because of cable. I don't know, but the thing that the first thing that that in that that jogs the memory is what the Alan Silvestri, two. Mm, mm, you know, I mean, even till this day, it's an earworm that you hum yeah. in the shower. That along with oh, the whole time travel thing. Um, the, the thing that's just really electrifying when you're watching this is, oh, I need to see the DeLorean do that thing. Right. Right. Wait a minute. I got to pause that. Did, did the side of the DeLorean, did it have those like, like uh, those electric blue stripes? I like to Whoa. call that Ghostbuster level technology. The Ghostbuster level technology. Right, there's right something before. about like the way certain effects were done that there's mm. a similarity yeah. sometimes mm. to how the techniques, so they tend to do look like, so mm. I think there's no... Um, I don't think that there's a coincidence that a lot of these films that are in the canon mm. also have <laughs> utilize kind of the same kind of like level of effects where it was a step up. Mm. I think that this is a movie that had been, sh- uh, what I learned was it had been shopped around mm, yeah. a lot of changes. And one of them instantaneously was the idea that, well, I really think that this is a light, too light a story. It's too dark for too light a story was the, like, the original script. And so they're like, just make it a Disney movie. Mm. Which I think is the whole point. It's not a. It's and like it has, a Disney movie, but it is not like a Disney. Well, what movie. have I told you before? I said that it's got Spielberg written all over it. Mm-hmm. It's got the Spielberg ha- cliffhanging scenes. It is written the all first Amblin Entertainment produced film, mm-hmm. um, which uh, Spielberg is so tied up in the creation of this movie because the Bob Gale and mm-hmm. Zemeckis had done two other previous movies mm-hmm. with with, with Spielberg. Spielberg. They had worked, um, Gail had worked with him on 1941. Mm. Um, there were things like um, used cars. Mm. Um, what's the other early Zemeckis? And, and anyway, but let, let me, Zemeckis but, let, had not had a good run mm. 
And it was sort of Spielberg had come in and he didn't have a good run with this film either, getting it off the run, because originally it was like early 1980 was like the first draft going through, going through. And it was because he was able to deliver on Romancing the Stone that they were able to, he was like, okay, we're making this movie now. And then he got Spielberg involved again to have that extra. And I think I need to explain what the Spielberg-esque cliffhangers are. You know, for anyone who's, who's watched movies, uh, going back to even Star Wars, right? Be, like the last few moments of, of the, the big resolve of, of the movie. As Luke is flying his X-wing, pi- uh, 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 X-Wing and he shoots a photon torpedo. That's what? Five minutes that feels like a good 20 minutes, right? right? Um, Jaws, at the ending of Jaws, they're like, you know, right before, right before Shider uh, um, is about to blow up the shark. Right, it's it, again. It feels like you've those, been there a lifetime. Those, those fast cuts that fast seem to cuts. last forever. Indiana like said, Jones, obstacle after obstacle after obstacle. Mm-hmm. The ending of Back to the Future is maybe the perfect example yes. of the car's not going. The car's not starting. Uh, Doc's got to go up on the clock tower. He pulls the line one mm-hmm. way. Oh, he can connect it, but now mm-hmm. he's disconnected. He's got to go. All that kind All of stuff, of that which, stuff. which goes into. Um, and overall, like, what did you take away from like the movie as a kid? And is there anything different that you take away from like kind of today? Uh, um, the 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 obviously it's the it's it's the that you can change. Going back to Endgame, right? You right. Know? Yeah. That, that it introduced time travel works like this. It's not that it had never <laughs> been done before, but this is the thing that popularized yeah. people's thoughts about. Mm-hmm. Sci-fi time travel, how it should work, yeah. how it's presented. Uh, I, I, again, because I, at that point, um, the, the 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 spots of the fanboy, the the, the fanboyism co- comes to life, and you're like, wait a minute. So his hand, he's about to disappear on stage. <laughs> Whatever that means, can you imagine? Like if he if if that actually occurs, everyone was like, wait, what happened to? What happened to the guitar player? What happened player? to Calvin Klein over there? What happened to Calvin? <laughs> uh, but so uh, yeah, I mean the so all like the, when the you were sci-fi-ness. Kid, the sci-fi-ness. And right. is there anything as an adult that you see now that maybe you didn't see back then? Because I think that's well, you just you we, we talked about it on the way here. I'm like, um, I got the name of the bum wrong. Oh, I call him Willie. Okay, yeah, but that's a that's like that's <laughs> I mean like that's that's what we call. And you were like Red Red, who's like the the. the well, the, I'll get into that we'll later. Into I'll get it later. <laughs> but like I but mean, more, adult, more along the lines of again something that that maybe didn't quite occur to you and could never have occurred to you as a kid mm. and now absolutely you watch and go like oh yeah anything anything like along those lines uh, you know what this is and this is I, I think that um, the, those movies still make me feel like a kid so even as an adult you're I in the mindset like, you're in the I pocket. still feel I get like it. a I get kid it. I hear you you know, like there's nothing transports you to like being ten years old, right? And, you know, and same thing with Ghostbusters and a lot of these other movies. Nostalgia right? you know? is a hell of a drug. Nostalgia is exactly what it is. Exactly. Okay, it's now for thing. me, one of the interesting things that I found, um, I remember not knowing, like, v- having a vague awareness of this movie when it was originally out, the first one, and um, you're. I was at that age where you're just. Starting to know names and starting to know influences and stuff like that. And so I had the vaguest notions of this is kind of con- a movie connected to that guy that did Close Encounters mm. and, and Raiders. And you're just starting, oh, he does, though, but okay, he didn't direct this. It's another person, but you could, like you said, you got the feel. You said, mm. okay, this feels like one of those movies. 
the biggest thing for me in, in the initial watch when I was a kid was mm, this is an this is what I like to term as early boomer control of the media. Early. One of the things we have to early ma- early, early boomer. Yeah. Okay, this is a key. These things write themselves. These things write themselves. Early boomer control. control. Okay, so here's the thing. Um, in 1955, when the movie takes place, we are literally only 10 years from the end of World War II. Okay? M- Marty's parents are not baby boomers, actually. They're 18 years old in 1955. They're 17, 18 years old in 1955. They weren't born after the war. They were born before the war. Okay? Um, and the world that Marty is transported back to is, a, is, 19, is 1950s, but when the 1950s were still pretty much like the late 40s. Well, the 50s. The idea of the well, 50s again, the, was Hill it, it, Valley, the name itself. Well, I mean, but more to that, there's all we see all the things that have yet to really break out mm. into the culture you know, that Marty introduces in 1955. Well, in the 50s, the idea of the nuclear family is, like, really well-established capitalism. Yeah. Um, The communist terror, you know. Yeah, that kind of stuff. McCarthyism. Right, yeah, and you have some of that in the movie. And I think that that's... The TV set, Jackie Gleason. And the TV set, Jackie Gleason. And this is, this is, here's the thing. Marty's parents... In Cars. 50s are really, like, big car... Right, but this is a thing. Marty's parents... In 10 years, mm-hmm. they'll be 28. Mm-hmm. In 1965, they will be 28. Marty's parents probably weren't protesting. Marty's parents were probably already well onto their way to having kids, establishing their careers, all the rest. And, being, they weren't and let's co- be honest, being conservative. Probably. Probably. You know, probably. Pro, very nationalistic. And that's what I mean by very the Very pride. I, and that's yeah, kind of what I mean by like these yeah. early, sort of the early boomer kind of stuff. And Zemeckis and Gale, I think, probably also fall a little into that because there's something about this movie where you get, it's like, it's definitely produced by boomers, mm. for boomers, because the other thing we got to forget, oh yes, we were kids. This was a four-quadrant film and they knew what they were doing. And they were and, whitewashing a bit. I don't, actually, this is one of the things about the movie that what I What do you like. mean by whitewashing? Well, I think what he's getting at is like, he's portraying the parents as like maybe too liberal or too No 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 my point nice is my point or... is this is that there is something interesting mm-hmm. Marty ends up in this in this film and again this is something later this is a as an adult looking at they don't whitewash the past if you really watch this movie yes my mom I, at the time and for years later will will say because my mom was born in 49 Okay, so she remembers the early 50s, the beginning of So she's of really TV. after the war, yeah. Right, so she's a real baby boomer. She's a really early boomer. And the world that they present, the sort of... She says, yes, that aesthetics are all there, but what's more... The attitude is not. What, no. Oh. In fact, here's the thing. What do we see? In the 80s, Marty's mom is all like, I never got parked with a boy or, or called a boy or... The, the, the puritanical nature of the 80s and and, and it's what does he find and what does he find out that no the 1950s no, 1950s mom, mom was mom a was, 16, mom was, was a, a girl? big slut you know and, I don't know about slut but it was it real, I don't, okay again and I don't want to put things too a far slut. okay but like she's she's open she's like yeah I'm almost 18 I've parked in a car with a guy I've drunk I was like why do you think 
Or the, the big one for me, I think, in today's world, Marty's dad. M- might I how inject? Does, how, no, wait, wait. How does Marty meet his dad in the 50s, John? Do you remember? He's a peeping Tom. He's a peeping Tom. There's not... And Teens of the 50s are very repressed. Well, not just yeah, repressed. Yeah. They didn't have any outlets. Yes. I'm not sure Playboy magazine had been out by then. I don't think it is. <laughs> There's not... You know, again, these are things... And yet... I think today there would be this sort of like, oh my God, this 18-year-old guy who obviously is not doing any good with girls. You're it's, saying it, it would have been Me Too'd. I, th- I don't know about Me Too'd, but I think there would be a different attitude. And what's funny is, is that the movie itself is saying... You're, you're, this you're, is kind of how guys were. Like, or, like yeah, this yeah. is how guys were? This is how guys they are. are. <laughs> <laughs> and But they don't make a... Uh, and again, I think today they would be like, oh, he's a pervert, he's that. And it's just like... To, to be fair... It's not nice. Need inspiration of my sci-fi novel. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> Amazon Women on the Moon. Right? Um, they don't... They, they present it as like, okay, this is a little creepy, but it doesn't define him totally as a character. No. And we know that he is a nice guy who's mm-hmm. blah, 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 blah. It, they go through that... People, and that's a thing throughout the, the franchise that goes yeah. into a lot of uh, the other things. They, the West version, I love the Old West um, uh, Part 3 because essentially they have a very fine line between sort of an old Hollywood take on the West and a realistic version where it's like, here's your water, Marty. Oh, by the way, it's been pumped up by a well. There are no filters. It's probably full of dirt and grime and other stuff. Here's the here's the pheasant we just shot in, in the morning. Chances are you're gonna have to spit out some buckshot. There's gonna be like it did even a better job than a lot of Hollywood films talking about like here's what sanitation would be like. Here's what a newly frontier town would be a crappy place to live and blah 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 blah. It is funny how, and I think that has to do with again that when I talk about the the, the boomer generation that made it where. This film, the first one especially, has the feeling of like a Disney movie, like an escape from Witch Mountain, but with these adult aspects. Did it it feel like to you sometimes it was a historical fiction? You know how, like Titanic, where it's supposed to, it's fictional, but it's really depicting the event well. mm, Well, again, because it was, it's not not depicting a specific event, it's just the general era. Yeah, yeah. So there isn't any... And it's also, Hill Valley is a kind of, it's a little bit more west from where we are. Well, it's California. It's California, right? <laughs> is it California? Yeah, Hill Valley, California. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. All right. Is that is fictional or? Oh, to completely. Let me put it this way, Edward. The town square of uh, uh, of Hill Valley, we have been seeing it literally since the late sixties. Mm. That is like that was one of the things about the production of the movie, which was basically they were like, "Well, where? How are we going to do this?" And they're like, "Well, no town is going to let us set dress it." To look like it's mm-hmm. 1950 because it just the changes too gigantic because because the, the the scene where uh, in, uh, in two where he sends Marty back mm. to the to the back to, to the, the, past, the first film you're going to go straight for basically like you know, you go west all right that's where you want to go and they, they're in the middle of like I don't know Nevada what looks like Nevada to me or somewhere well right again that that is one of the weird things about again the way Hill Valley is mm-hmm. where it's there's like okay, there's deserts. We're but it's California. It's California. It's, it's all within like you could if you squint, yeah. you can be like yeah okay. It's away I can from see the it. coast. It's away really. from the coast. Whatever. Well, not that far because people apparently thought Marty was part of the Coast Guard. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, the film overall has always had this big this mix of like 
the nostalgia factor for the past, cool sci-fi stuff, historical, good, hi, historical, Western. you know, uh, historical uh, stuff, comedy, mm-hmm. real drama at at points too, and all in this very light breezy package. Oh, Miguel, when we first pitched this idea for t- today's show, I'm like, are we doing this because of where we are today? Is Biff a prophetic? Right. Uh, analogy to right, what's that going goes, on because that yeah that's that's you know, number two that's where number it's two. like a former um, cas- a, a casino bil- uh, a, a tycoon has become ruler of the universe right well you know what <laughs> what's funny is is that again they Zemeckis tried to warn us in eighty five uh, in in I'm sorry in eighty nine because of course they said that's and, who that's what alternate. 1985 Biff is based on. He's, and, and, he's and the Trump. Cubs winning the World Series. And the Cubs winning, that's a whole other... <laughs> um, so, I mean, the film has always run on all cylinders, but, all right, I want to get into some of the interesting observations and stuff. Uh, I, again, would like to start with John, if John has anything that over the years he's thought about or something funny. And no, John, I'm already vetoing this. No Black to the Future jokes. Uh, no black to the future jokes because you've done it too many times. Hold on, this writes itself. <laughs> what? Who, who's the? Who's the 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 the, the black? Uh, uh, who's the black Marty McFly? The black Marty McFly who's the black and, Marty in the black doc? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sam Jackson as. That's a totally different movie. Yeah, I can't. Sam Jackson as the Sam Jackson. Yeah. No, see Sam. Ooh, no, we gotta Lee, send you back. L- Liam from Shameless as uh, the kid. <laughs> as the kid. As Marty. Mm. No, no, no. You got no. You gotta go. No, no, no. You gotta go. If this were being made today, mm-hmm. absolutely, Marty would have been Childish Gambino. Marty would have been Childish Gambino. Okay, so Glover is Marty. Now for Doc, this man's the king of England right now. <laughs> uh, now for Doc, if you were gonna do Black Doc, Black Doc. like again, I get why you want Samuel Jackson. Oh, God, I get it. My mind. And you know, you see him already from Glass with yeah. the hair, so you're like, oh, he'll be that guy. Uh, I don't know if it's Sam Jackson, Morgan Freeman. No, no. That's, again, it, it's like he's, he's too, too gravitas yeah. because that's again. You, you this would be. be. It would have been like casting Michael Caine as yeah, Doc. Right, right, right. You know, it's too. Mm. Who is... You need someone a little more off the energy, wall. Energy, off the wall. Comedian. Is it someone has got to have someone with real comedic chops. Eddie Murphy. Eddie, Eddie Murphy? Really? I'll, I'll take it. I'll take it. I'm not oh my God, no, no. no. Because I can see it. I can literally see him coming out of the DeLorean. He's older now, too. And know? he's old, and I could totally see him. And he's like, oh, Marty, I'm happy you came. Oh, this is so good. <laughs> <laughs> what do people feel? What do people feel? Tom is all saying that everything is, is so heavy. <laughs> Tom! <laughs> Tom, 1.129 gigawatts. What the fuck was I thinking? We you got to talk to me, Tom. We're going back to the 80s where we get to party all the, the time. time. <laughs> party all the time. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Black, Black to the future, ladies and gentlemen. Black, Black to the future. Black to the future. Let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> when this thing gets to 88 miles an hour, you're going to see, see some serious shit. <laughs> <laughs> so, no. So, so we see what I did there? We did it, and it's out of the way. Out of the way. Out of the way. That's too much. So, the best. So, so, anything other than Black to the Future observations you may have had over the years? About <laughs> the movie? <laughs> life in general. About the movie. <laughs> well, uh, unfortunately, you know, I, ha- I haven't. It's been too long since I've seen it. Okay. Like, All right. That's uh, although, the hoverboards. 
Yes. Ah, I see those yes. all those kids with we'll, those, the big one wheelers and uh, oh oh we'll and, talk about that uh, uh, John because uh, Robert Zemeckis is a damned liar. <laughs> He's a goddamned liar. That's and, all I'm going to say about that. And we'll, also, cool sneakers. Cool sneakers. Yes, cool the, sneakers. the lace which up. Yes, we finally have which one? Which we finally so have. Uh, <laughs> so Ed. Um, over the years, this is a part. Like I said, part and parcel of our DNA. We don't have to talk about. It. So first film. Any observations? Anything you'd like to talk about? Um, go nuts. What? What's fir- first it's, movie? It's um, as an adult, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, what is the thing that really stands out is the relationship between right. Marty and Doc. You know, it, it's it's uh, to a point where it's like, oh, they're not obviously they're not father and son, but you know, going into the movies, and we we've had the discussion before is. What's the deal with this? I mean, you're going to tell me that the the crazy uh, eccentric scientist in town has this relationship with this teen that lives down down the road, um, and it's and it's like, hey Marty, you know, uh, uh, swing by and make sure, feed my dog. Oh no, well uh, Ed, I, we what we discussed basically the biggest issue is this. Ed, I love you. Okay, you are my friend, but I got some news for you. Yeah. If you called me up and said, hey, hey. Miguel, 1.15 a.m., <laughs> I need you to meet me in this abandoned parking lot, no questions asked, I'm going to have questions. There's an app Marty for that Mc- today. Marty it's called Mc- like Sex Offender. Right, right. Like, uh, you know? Exactly. <laughs> Marty McFly gets this very cryptic, like, Marty, I need you to meet me in this mall at 1.15 a.m. And he's like, hey, sure, Doc, no problem, I'll and be there. everyone's cool beans with it. Right, and so you're, and it's like the relationship is charming, it's engaging, mm. you like both these characters, you like them together. But what but is they it? they never what is get it? into what, what that is. is. Yeah. And, uh, and we know Marty is not quite uh, the, the winner in high school. He's not quite the alpha uh, football star, quarterback, whatever. He's... Kind of a he's a slacker. We know that much. Thanks, Strickland. Um, okay. All oh, right. Wait. Wait. Hold he, on. Okay. He, he's in a Thanks, he's in a he's in a band. Right. All right. So he's got that. Go- I mean, there's there's a certain uh, um, coolness streak to that. He's kind of cool. He's a rebel. Kind of pop- there is a rebel to him. Yeah, yeah. But he's not he's, a guy. He's, who's he's not top dog. Mad he's people. perfectly calibrated as that '80s everyman. Perfectly calibrated. He's the not. Club. He's not in the. He's too cool. He's rich. He's not Johnny from Karate Kid. No. He's not the cool rich girl or whatever from Breakfast Club. He's not, you know what I... But, but that in itself is cool. When you're uncool to a degree, there is a coolness. Well, like, he's not of the mainstream, mm-hmm. right? He doesn't have a car. He's not cool. But he's a musician. He's a musician. And a very good one mm-hmm. at that, okay? He's Rush. Um, <laughs> and you know, I, I think it's um, there's something be- because Michael J. Fox is just a really good performer. Um, prior, ladies and gentlemen, prior to being cast as Marty, he was in a little sitcom called Family Ties. What did we do, baby, without us? You know. So, um, and his persona on that show is he's a a neo a neoconish. Well, uh, he was a he end. was a movement conservative um, Republican, right? And the thing is, and we Marty, him. right? Marty is none of that. There is very mm. little crossover outside of maybe some mannerisms and things that Fox has of Alex P. Keaton and Marty McFly. Yeah. 
And Marty, as you said, you know, it's like, okay, he gets introduced. Here's this relationship. We don't know what it is, but it works. That's the key. Um, shout out, shout out to a friend of mine, uh, on the hype flick chick 85, whom we were discussing this before. And she's, um, she has a, a background in film studies and other stuff. And she says, it's like, it is interesting that from a screen, uh, from a screenwriting, uh, standpoint, they never address the, Mm. where the relationship comes from. It just goes, I don't, it just, it is, you got to bring her on the show. Yeah. yeah. Uh, she, uh, flick chick, if you're listening and I know you are. Flickchick's afraid of her voice. She thinks she sounds like not right on the radio or something. Yeah. But I don't of sound course, right. None of us sound right. So I don't know what I her problem sound. is. So Flickchick, get know over your talking about. Listen get to up, my get... voice. <laughs> I think I sound fabulous. I got to go. I got to go. I got to go. Lando. Lando. Um, <laughs> again, it's like you say. You use the word alchemy, right? Yeah. You're throwing Alex P. Keaton. With Jim from Taxi, right, <laughs> right, and and honestly, that's what they were known for. And uh, Lloyd is pretty much he is basically playing the same type in most of the in, in pretty much whatever he does. Ever it's since it's that oddball, his eyes will bulge out at anything, and I'm just I'm nuts, I'm crazy, you know. And then that's just who he is. Ever since one flew over the cuckoo's nest, right? Yeah. People, mm-hmm. Man, I can't. When I watch that movie, they're so young: Danny DeVito, Christopher Lloyd, all those and, guys. Yeah. But then fast forward, I mean, that movie was made in the 60s, right? Uh, Early 70s? Uh, I want to say late 70s, because I think the book had been around for a a minimum of like 10 years, something like that. I think. But still, he still looks older and crazier and with crazier hair. Well, again, that goes to the whole aging thing uh, within the move, the first film itself, where we see him 50s. But but, but back to it's, again, the alchemy and the relationship that comes out of it. I mean, for Pete's sake, uh, uh, the three of us here, we're all very different people, and yet we have a, f- a great friendship. Um, but the movie of our life would reveal where that friendship comes from, Ed. <laughs> and that's one of the Arate. interesting and, and, that would, and that's one of the interesting things about the film, is that it doesn't go to any pains mm-hmm. to say, even to stuff that gets cut out. One of the interesting things I find in the deleted scenes is there's that scene where Marty introduces the the the, the camcorder to Doc. Mm, yeah, yeah. And when he's trying to hook it up to Amazing. the nineteen fifties TV, Marty is all like, Hey Doc, do you have a ohm whatever black you know adapter? And Doc looks at him and he goes and he goes, Oh yeah, that hasn't been invented. Giving the idea that of something cut that if it had been kept in there Can I tell you Wait, 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 wait. Right, that right. if it had been kept in there would have indicated something, mm. right? By the oh, way, ladies and gentlemen, it would be nearly impossible to adapt that camcorder into that TV. I'm just telling you right now. I'm just telling you right All now. All right, right, right. But okay, so, but this is the thing. There is something about that scene talking about that where it's like, you could at least, if they had kept that, you can have an excuse and say, Marty is learning things from Doc. Mm. Maybe Marty has an interest in engineering. Maybe Marty... Well, I see that you're a budding guitar player. Right, something, anything, but they don't. (laughs) Why don't you check this shit out? They don't. They don't. They don't base (laughs) it. Right. They don't base it around anything like that, Mm. really. And there's no exposition. And yet, the alchemy. These two guys just work. Yeah, you had something you wanted to say. This moment passed, but uh, I don't. My my. If I produced your origin story, how your friendship (laughs) started. It would be over. It's, kar- it's well documented. It would be over karate and 9/11, <laughs> right? <laughs> you guys, 
Okay, Ed nearly died right now. He was he was in the middle. He thought he's karate say, and nine eleven. Because see, Ed was like, this you see how it. our relationship is now legend. <laughs> see, see, Ed, Ed, Ed was like, I'm they perfectly, over I'm, I'm perfectly fine drinking this thing right now. I'm. I sure need to clarify. Whatever, I, I'm sure that whatever Kung John, Fu. I'm sure that whatever John is saying will be completely reasonable. So I will now take this drink, and then karate and nine eleven. <clears throat> okay. Which I Where? say I keep saying karate on purpose because yes, I know it's you wrong. Know how it, yes, okay. and I know it's probably offensive. Now I'm Get getting it. like why he said karate. I'm like, wait, yeah, karate. All right. All right, maybe when, okay. No, so so um, so yeah. There's there is this there is this alchemy of their relationship that you just get into and you're just fine with, no matter like almost no matter what. Even though there's just an oddness. Fan what? fiction will come out of it easy. Right. Well, you know? actually, here's what I learned. What I learned is that hey, the, young writer, boy. the writer of the book, uh, the writer of the movie, Bob Gale, who worked with Zemeckis on it, basically has produced comics. Um, Explaining the origin? Yeah. And it's very tepid. Um, it's tepid. like, um, oh, Marty, when he's like 14, mm. breaks into Doc's house on one of those like teen dare deals and Doc catches him and somehow during this interaction... Marty expresses admiration or something for Doc's inventions in his house. Doc says, I'm not going to press charges. Oh, gee. Wow, this is amazing. Uh, but Doc. there's going to be one day where I'm going to call upon a favor. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to let you go, kid, but at some point, you're going to have to show up at a shopping mall at like 1.30 in the morning. No questions I'm asked. Gonna right? Sure, Doc, anything. <laughs> oh, look, I can't go to jail, man. I don't want to... I'm embarrassed. My family's embarrassed enough by my uncle. So, uh, but... Um, yeah, yeah, there is, there, there's, it, that's what makes why it you, why, why are you talking to me like this now? I mean, my brother Jimmy Olsen, I mean, he's, <laughs> he's old. Jimmy Olsen, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. Jimmy Olsen is his brother. Okay, I don't know if you guys, any. Okay, anyway, oh, so, um, so, anything else from the first film, um, uh, like that? That's relationship, sort of- uh, time travel, rock and roll, uh, Huey Lewis. Okay. You know, I mean, those things just, again, that, that's just um, um, things that just stand out, you know. Um, for, uh, for me, the first film, when you really look at it. Uh, one, more okay, yes. I, I, uh, one more thing. One more thing. As an Asian American, and when, as soon as the, the Mr. Sandman tune comes on, okay. you're transported to that, to that era. I mean, mm-hmm. Because of the, Zemeckis is just a genius at world building, you know. Yeah. The, the um, production design of that first film is perfect. But but because as I'm I'm Asian American, like I don't identify with these sort of, or, or maybe I maybe I can at the same because it'd be like well, it's that America that piece of Americana where you go, okay, this is a part of our history, and I go, well, I don't know how I'm supposed to have a connection to, to that, that yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, um, and and I think a family thing too. Whereas like literally, my family. Like that was the time when mm-hmm. my parents were kids. Yeah, in America, in like they could, they got the cultural signifiers. Even if like small town America isn't urban New York, whereas I can see your mom and your dad don't. They didn't have that no. that connection culturally, also in your mm-hmm. household. So I can understand how someone could come away from that. Well, now I, let me be the interviewer. Uh, okay, question to you both. So you were kids when you saw this. Did you? Was this just like another cool Disney movie to you? Or did you even know then that this was like part of a phenomenon, that this was going to be a big pop culture thing? Like, like how did that... Uh, the simples of... Ver- so, <clears throat> I, I've told this to Miguel. Um, my aunt, my mom's sister, who just got to this country from Hong Kong, 
Um, at uh, that time. At that time. And one of the first movies I think she watched in this country was Back to the Future. Wow. And, um, and I remember her telling my mom. That's a great introdu- introduction to America. Right. And right I, remember, I remember telling my mom. It's like, it's actually a pretty funny movie. There's this really, and she talks about the scene. She describes to my mother the scene where the mother is trying to kiss the son. All right, and and I'm hearing this in Chinese. Right? <laughs> Can you imagine that? And you're a so kid, right? You're like eight is, years this old. This is pretty much yeah. what I describe is the Benny Hill rule. Like again, my dad. <laughs> one of two things that 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 you know because of his la- uh, the, the 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 lack in the language language barrier language, yeah. language barrier. Mm-hmm. It's uh, certain things that you can just watch without understanding a lick of English. Wrestling, and Benny Hill. So you know, some, so that it's a very broadness of. Reaction four quadrants, like, yeah, very four. As quadrants. you say, yeah, very. Cool if it quadrants. can reach my aunt, <laughs> all right, from the old country, and then and as, 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 I, as I recall, if she saw it in movies, and that means I didn't see it because, and I, I saw it maybe a little later on in VHS, <clears throat> but in broad aspect, I'm able uh, um, just putting it in, watching it for the first time, and and going, oh, okay, this is there's. Uh, how does this movie? The movie begins with the. Right with the clocks, and like, what is this about? Yeah, this is about. I think that that is that's something that one is. I think that there was definitely uh, a recognition that this was from that era of like a golden age of sci-fi films, where every summer there was some big, there was some big thing sci-fi. Trying some of them were better than others. Some of them, you know, were interesting but interesting failures. Some of them were the you know the groundswell the the can become part of the canon. When you watch it, another thing that's interesting about it is the fact that you see it, you're not sure what this film is when it starts because it's sci-fi, but it's not sci-fi the way like a Star Wars or a Star Trek is a sci-fi. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and it's not sci-fi until, you know, they time they get into the car. Which is, a, which is actually, there's a so, lot of setup. So there's a lot of, you think this is just another kid movie. Like right, a, a, exactly. Another summer movie. Right, you know? and, yeah, yeah. And, and it is. Lost Boys. And, and, yeah, and there's yeah. nothing wrong with it if it is. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, because it is, one of the things about it, the movie is, is it's so intricately plotted. It, they are going for, he's going for a hit with this. I mean, I think that that's why uh, something like Eric Stoltz being cast originally is about that alchemy, where it's like Eric Stoltz is a perfectly fine performer. In another version of this story, he'd be fine. But what I want to make, this isn't working. Those those uh, those scenes are on YouTube, by the way. If you want to see Eric Stoltz as Marty McFly, and you can the test, see the, the differences, test screen, yeah, the yeah. test shots, you can see it, and they have. And by the way, um, well, there's a sh- there's a, sh- a shot by shot of mm-hmm. that very famous um, side profile of George McFly yeah. of Glover, and then that like as he's slowly coming into frame, you see Marty's face. And I don't high. know about you, I used to think Seamus was played by Eric Stoltz at one point. I'm like, oh, why? Wait. Because he looked he looked alike. Make, for well, Pete's that sake. would make sense and would be, have been actually a better thing. If you're a um, little kid, yeah. friend of the show, uh, Matt Zulkowski, has gigantic issues with. Um, uh, Seamus McFly being played by Fox and Leah Thompson playing the wife. But that's a whole... We'll, we're going to get to three. Um, one of the thing, other things about two is is that, <clears> so, <throat> as you were saying, is that you, you <clears throat> didn't know where the story was going because it's the first of its kind. Mm-hmm. But then there are also these things where these little touches, touches of, as I said, the realism of like, hey, guess what? Your mom and dad who talk about the purity of the 1950s, yeah, they did all the same shit that you did. <clears throat> um, things like... Um, <sighs> 
there's a weird adultness to certain things in that film that I don't think we remember how, I don't want to say shocking, but like in 1985, a film like Back to the Future, having swears, having Mm -hmm. an element of like, oh, your dad was a peeping Tom. Oh, here's the school bully and he's going to be a rapist. Today you watch it and a lot of that stuff feels tame. But back then in 85, for a big budget you know, again, four are, quadrant Disney. Uh, and well, it's not Disney. You got to remember, this isn't a Disney movie. Oh. It's a Universal film. Well, don't be oh. such a square. <laughs> but like again, this was the beginning of there being a lot more openness. Not the beginning, but it was the first time I think people realized, oh, this is what's happening in movies now. Mm. Even a kids' film is going to have some swearing. Mm. E- even a, a this is it's going to have some of these the, these details in it. Yada yada. <laughs> if anything, I actually prefer. But I don't know why that era of filmmaking to the sort of completely tamp down, shave off all the rough edges kind of four quadranty stuff we have today. Well, I, I I I refuse to acknowledge it as a kids movie. Well, it's not again. That's the right. other thing. I don't <clears throat> think it is a kids movie because the but theme it was sold. Is, I don't sold say it's sold, a, but it's definitely a it's definitely a general audience adventure. It's a PG. Right? It's a PG right. film, but then it has all these other elements in it. Like I said, that where you go, okay, where are we going? Just the simple fact that it's all about like, hey, Marty is an 80s kid brought back to the 50s and we were dealing with a very conservative time, Reagan trying to Mm -hmm. kind of remake America into a 50s. This is, uh, and Reagan, you said 85. This is 85, yeah, this is Reagan's second second term. This is Reagan's second term and America has this very, this sense of itself and going into uh, uh, that first film, the little bit of, uh, we were talking about the mayors. Mm, yeah. In the film, John, okay, there is a, uh, there's a bum. I don't know if you remember anything from the, from the movie, but there's this bum that Marty runs into uh, at the end of the first film. At the end of the first film. Well, he's also, and he sleeps on the bench. He's sleeping on the bench yeah. there, and so Marty comes back, he comes back, you know, right before he sees himself leave from the beginning of the movie, mm. yada, yada. So and like, I go, oh, he gets car, up in the car. I was like, "Well, what's his name? Um, uh, what's his name? Willie?" And you corrected me. His, right, name, his name is, is Red. Red. Right? He's Red, the town drunk, and he's like crazy. And what's the backstory? Crazy drunk driver. Him. Get this, John. Okay. In the movie, in 1985, Hill Valley, there is a movie theater marquee. Or I don't need any backup cider. There's a movie theater ba- marquee. It says um, "Orgy American Style." <laughs> Right, which is again that was I, that was the little sly stuff <laughs> that that Zemeckis as a boomer was doing because the other thing is the DNA of this movie, Bob Bob Hale and all the rest of those guys, their their peers, there's a bit of stripes, Animal House DNA in this movie, mm. and I think you do see that in some of the stuff that they that that they uh, do, and so this would be one of them. The drunk that is there, he says crazy crazy drunk drivers, okay. In 1985, the mayor of Hill Valley is Goldie Wilson, who is a black man that re-elects Mayor Goldie Wilson. And there's this truck that goes around town with like this speaker on top. Re-elect Mayor Goldie Wilson. Goldie Wilson means you know progress, more jobs, better economy. Blah 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 blah. All right. When Marty goes back to 1955, Hill Valley, there is another person running for mayor, who his spiel is the exact same nonsense, Mayor Goldie Wilson. Has in the future. Red. That's red. <laughs> the bum was the mayor in 1955. And the beauty, and again, red, goldy, same thing. Basically, 
there's some commentary there, I think, of saying things same shit wrapped up in a different package. It doesn't matter that this guy, there was a the guy was white mayor in the in the fifties, and there's a black mayor in the in the eighties. They're still sale, selling the same nonsense. To be fair, you know, Marty comes back and's like, oh, everything looks great. Oh, great. Red? <laughs> everything's great. <Yeah. laughs> if Marty even ever recognized that guy. Um, but yeah, I, th- I think there is... Wait, what do you mean if Marty recognized that guy? He calls him Red. No, he doesn't call him Red. Yeah, he does. He does. When? He, uh, he says, Red, everything looks great. Red... Okay, and in the second one, when when, when? he appears in front of uh, the, uh, the the oh, I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna, I'm really gonna have to. to and then when he appears, well, no, in, he in dystopic, you know, yeah, intro, red's says, there again, right. crazy he says pedestrian. Red. No, he doesn't yes, say he red. Yes, he does. Go check it out. Yes, okay, he does. I'm gonna have to. I don't, yeah, I don't think he does. He, he, he does. does. He does. He knows that. He knows the bum. He okay, knows the bum. all right. That's 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 news to me. Yeah. Um. But yeah, they the you know there's there are these weird undercurrents of things that are in the movie that kind of do make it stick out as not just being four quadrants the way we think mm. today. Another thing is again all of this weird. I don't want to say weird, but there are these things that are we were talking about where there's deleted scenes and deleted material mm. that point to a different type of movie that this when this was developing there were all sorts of changes. There are all sorts of changes that would happen in any movie. Um, this film had things where things like the DeLorean were later editions. Believe it or not, most people don't know that. That I, I, Ed, do you know what the original form of transportation was supposed to be in this movie? The original form? Uh, not, the original not time the Del- travel machine. The- wasn't, it wasn't a DeLorean. No, what was it? Oh, you don't know. Oh, I love this. What is love- it? Okay, originally Don, uh, uh, Doc was supposed to be developing a time chamber. Okay? Like a box that would be activated by um, some kind this is of from the script that you is the original, original version of the movie, right? So I'm really surprised you didn't know this. Well, so, I mean, be- it's supposed to be a time chamber, right? That gets activated by a nuclear explosion. And this is when you didn't know this. I knew this before Marcus McFeely and this is a shout out to uh, the Russo brothers and their YouTube channel where they just recently had Bob Gale on about uh, four or five days ago uh, talking about uh, Back to the Future. And Marcus M- McFeely didn't know this. So, it's supposed to be a time chamber that's activated by nuclear energy. When Marty is brought back in time, same problem. I have a time machine that does not have energy. Where do I go? Thankfully, there was supposed to be a part in the script where basically Marty's at school. He's learning about, um, you know, atomic testing and stuff like that. And he happens to have a date when there's going to be uh, an atomic test that him and Doc have to sort of bring the chamber into where this nuclear testing facility is. Now, in the script, the thing is, um, at the time when they did nuclear testing, what was it like, Ed? They created small fake towns that were eerie because you had to have actual people in them and everything. Mm -hmm. You see where I'm going with this, Ed? Yeah, yeah. So, Marty also, oh, by the way, also nuclear power and... (laughs) There was supposed to be a whole thing that was a tie-in for Coca-Cola. I'm not making any of this up, Ed. Coca-Cola was supposed to be an important key ingredient. And not Pepsi. <laughs> and the thing is, at the key moment, the whole plot mechanics of obstacle, obstacle, obstacle mm-hmm. was supposed to be Marty is ready to go, but he loses the Coca-Cola. Mm-hmm. And then he remembers because he was looking around this fake town. Well, mm-hmm. what every single one of these towns, if they've made it into 
a realistic, would have a Coca-Cola machine or something in the refrigerators. Okay, fine. He goes in. He gets the Coca-Cola. He fuels up the, th the, the chamber. Wait, more problems. He still needs to be shielded from the nuclear blast. So he goes into, into the fake houses, grabs a refrigerator. refrigerator. Indiana Jones style. This this was a sequence that Spielberg loved mm, that he stole and he it. kept and even when things changed when they uh, uh, the real and the biggest reason why they didn't use a time chamber was this and this is something that millennials really will not know you guys don't know this but even when we were kids there were still refrigerators being sold that had locking mechanisms mm. in them and Zemeckis was afraid that kids kids would. would play around the, the punky booster problem which is and, yeah, yes get yeah. locked inside of and this is true because even when i was in high school you could still find some barely functioning working ones in some people's apartments and you, definitely still junked out you're telling me all of this and i'm like saying wow the russo brothers really loved back the to whole, the future the whole heist <laughs> because you you describe that and it's not as easy as oh you know we'll blame we'll, we'll have li a fake libyans we'll have libyan uh, libyan sequence and how there's a backstory that Doc stole. Oh yeah, nuclear that's great. Plutonium. Okay, again, the from getting, the Libyans. Getting into the and that's all in the backstory, right? right? And that's again mm. the darkness that's sort of there because you start going, okay, who is this Doc Brown character mm. that he? Well, even what is he going to do? That he even has the connections to make yeah. time with some Libyan terrorists. I wouldn't know where even to begin to, <laughs> to start. Which also goes into again to what we were saying about sort of the broadness of the character. Again, things that were cut mm. from the first film. Um, one of my things is that I think Doc Brown is a much more real, more grounded character, and you can see some of that in the movie. Now, I would say that what you just described would work, might have worked perfectly in two, you know, where it's like, oh, Doc, you know, we got to take this before, like, before everything, before the trigger. Right, right, right. You know, before they detonate the trigger, right? And it's like, again, cutscene, 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 uh, um, you know. Oh, well, uh, no, see, again, th that, that thing that I said was cut, even once they put the DeLorean mm -hmm. and they replaced it, they were still going to have that scene. Mm -hmm. There still was going to be a thing where it was like, well, we're going to drive the DeLorean out to like a, a, a nuclear mm -hmm. testing yeah, site yeah. and it'll absorb the energy, something like mm -hmm. that. Basically, it all came down to money. They were like, you got to shave t 10, 12 million well, dollars off of this film. So I think you the can't build up, you, again, no fake town, the, the no big... A nuclear explosion special effect. No, there's a lot of logistics. There's, therefore, there's like this really great balance of what are we doing in terms of comedic value? Because hey, Mr. Fusion is a great gag. Right? Yeah, yeah. For yeah, exactly. Again, you getting know, into the like, we don't need to, you know, right? And we don't. Talk that we can about, do right. and and also forcing them <clears> to do different <throat> obstacles. Yeah, you know what I mean. That it's like it doesn't. Okay, well, we've got Mr. Fusion, so now we've taken care of the problem that if they go to a time where mm. there's no plutonium, right? That's, again, the beauty of that, that script of working on soft cylinders, letting Doc and Marty and more the performers bring the audience along and get them emotionally involved. And then you have all of this intricacy of the plot. And it's just everything about that movie works on so many levels. Um, and there's almost nothing wasted. There's, there's very few parts of that film where you can look at it mm. And you can go, well, where did that go? No, they knew what they were doing. Yeah. Everything is, is, is set up to, this gets talked about, and then here's the payoff. Now, let me ask you, though. Do you find that some of the gags were kind of cheap? Like, the let, let's say, Marvin Berry. You know, do you feel like little things like that were kind of cheap? Like little, do you, do, now, do you feel that they were cheap? The Marvin Berry thing is funny. 
right? But it yeah, is, but it's it a cheap funny. Right, you know. I don't know if it's a um, cheap funny because because, <laughs> you, because they, they if it were if it were actual Chuck Berry, that would have been something else, you know. Like, well, oh, I great, think, this is I a great that, sound, you I know. Think one of the things in the movie that is like baked in from the start is that Marty is going to create all these anachronisms, yeah, which is a huge part of that first film because there is, like I said, that sort of like we're only ten years after World War Two, mm-hmm. and. There are so many things that we think of as so embedded in American culture that N55 just didn't exist. And so it's the simple thing of, oh, here's Marty creates the skateboard. Marty (laughs) helps to popularize rock. You know, uh, Marty Marty talks about things, you know, like reruns. on and on and on and on. So it's kind of like again and again that goes with the plot. Mark uh, uh, um, Marty uh, meets Spider Man <laughs> while playing Duck Hunt. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Not not. Uh, well, that's Spider-Man. two again. We're, we're is not Spider Man or is it? Uh, it's uh, Elijah Wood. Elijah Wood. It's Elijah Wood. Um, yeah. Again, uh, yeah. Um, uh, Frodo. Frodo. So now um, we. You want to go to the sequels? Uh, I am. I just want to finish up on okay. on one here, and that's. Um, it is just. It's very interesting to me that you can see the development of this movie and yet nothing is held like it all just works. It's this perfectly wonderful breezy thing that I can find very little in very little indictment to very little like, like, okay. Like there, here's one problematic scene. You tell me John. Okay. And it was cut. And we talk about this, uh, uh, on the right over. Okay. So there's a scene where doc is, preparing the, 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 you know, for the DeLorean to go back and he's putting the lineup on the clock tower and a cop comes to him and he's like, you know, Dr. Brown, what are you doing? He's like, oh, I'm doing a weather experiment. And he's like, you have a permit for that. Now, the way it's cut in the movie, Doc has this look on his face as though, well, I guess I'm going to have to BS this guy with a fake uh, permit, right? And what's cut is he comes down the ladder, he goes over to the cop and he's like, <clears> uh, and he's like, will this permit do? And he pays off the cop. <clears throat> and then the cop's like, you're not going to burn anything down this time, are you, Dr. Brown? He's like, oh, no, not this time. Getting the sense of Doc's done this before. Yeah. yeah. Doc is a man of the world. Doc, is, Doc will bribe a guy Can I, can if I, can he I interject has to. something now about characterization of, of, of Emmett Brown? They don't establish that he's independently wealthy until like uh, until the sequel. You know that he's an heir to a, a fortune. Well, I, I don't know. <clears throat> I think that's in the first film because you see that uh, house. Yeah, Emmett but is no. In. As a kid, I go, where does he afford these things? You know, right, right. But that's what I'm saying is in the first film you see his house. By the way, this goes into a whole other thing that also okay. Is, side note. So again, the darkness of Doc Brown. I will call <laughs> this because there is a thing in which I think. He is a different character in conception in the first film than what we get eventually when we think about Doc. So he's more like uh, Rick. I don't know if more like Rick, but more gr- real. He's just yeah. like a rather than a, a cliche of a crazy scientist. He's he can talk like a regular guy, and he has he's a real person. He's had to like absorb some form of discipline in order to. Well, no, no, Ed. Okay, get this, Ed. So when we go through... So you're saying it's pathological. When we go through <laughs> Doc's house in the beginning of the film when Marty shows up to do whatever he's doing, you know, the, the, uh, the amplifier scene, mm. right? There's a, uh, there's a pan over some newspaper clippings mm-hmm. dated from 1967. Yes. 
the Doc Brown mansion, the, the Brown mansion burns to the ground. Okay, saying that Doc's family had money and they had an estate, a mm -hmm. mansion. Mm -hmm. Doc now works out of basically uh, the garage. The garage. Why did Doc's house burn down? Now, I always thought, <laughs> I, I always thought this. I always thought, well, there's that scene where they have the scale model <clears> test <throat> for the DeLorean, mm -hmm. and it it gets on fire and then it goes off into a corner and sets some rags and stuff and mm -hmm. some paint cans mm -hmm. and on fire and then Doc's like, <gasps> and he puts it out. Now, I always thought, I think Marty changed Doc's life too. I think <clears> that <throat> that was supposed to indicate that Doc's basically had a lot of clutter around the house mm -hmm. and it piled up over many years and, you know, and a fire was inevitable and that something about that moment now changed Doc's life around and so his house should still exist in the new 85 mm -hmm. at the end of the mm -hmm. film. I, that's what I thought. Bob Gale says, oh, no, 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 no. Um, has anyone ever thought that maybe Doc Brown burned down his own mansion for the insurance money <laughs> so that he could continue to be a, 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 an inventor? <laughs> Again, this is not in your conception or yeah, my yeah, conception yeah, yeah. of Doc Brown. But it's, it's kindly old it's a stroke of brilliance in that, right? There's like, oh, he, he would do well. that. Again, the guy who would make a deal with the Libyans to get plutonium. Yeah is the guy is who the would guy burn who would down burn his, own. his own. So home. again, there's a, there's, a, so again, going back to the, again, the sort of darkness and swear, I, I want to get John's opinion on. So in the scene that's cut, he goes down, he pays off the cop. Now, this is right before Marty goes to the dance. And so Marty's very, um, he's all tight about like having to like hit on his mom. He's like, I don't know. It's, you know, I feel real uncomfortable. And it's like, ah, oh, it's nothing. You just take advantage of her for a moment. It's nothing. You know, blah, blah, blah. Your father comes in. We'll fix this whole situation. It's like, yeah, but you know, uh, feeling up my mom. I mean, like, what if, uh, what if it screws me up? You know, what if, uh, what if it makes me gay? Why shouldn't you be happy? <laughs> now... <laughs> Now, okay, so that scene, again, is this weird where it's like, here's, here's a joke at Doc's expense of, uh, he does, again, another one of those, here's a, something people are saying 30 dumb, years from now yeah. that he doesn't know, but it's not absent-minded, it's understandable. It's like, Doc doesn't know that this term has now become popular uh -huh. because it's 1955. Not that he's, oh, I'm just a, you know, I don't know about, you know, women or the world, or uh, I'm just a crazy scientist. And I go, okay, would that they cut it? They didn't use it then. They definitely wouldn't have used that something like that today. Now, do you feel now? How do you feel that that like says about the mindset? Because like again, no one thinks of Marty as an anti-gay character. No one's concept of Marty's that, and yet for him, he there was a negative connotation of mm. gay. Oh, well, I don't want to be It goes back to heavy, right? The whole term of why is everyone using... Well, not, but again, again, term. that's not, again, Marty is... Well, it's the 50s. It's Marty, yeah, so but it's a, happy. But, but, yeah. Mar, but Marty is from 1985. And I'm saying is, Marty is saying in that moment, mm. gay is bad. <clears throat> Basically. I don't want to, if I, if I, if I touch my mom when I get back to 85, I'll be gay. I don't know why his thinking is that. It's as irrational as anything, but... Well, it's, it it's, is a peek inside Marty's mind. It's an it's an irrational thought that yeah, a teenager. But a teenager, yeah, that would might, have right. Might exactly. say something like that. I mean, yeah. when we were kids, when Absolutely. I was a kid, we, we, that was we were flying that term a lot, right? You're like, yeah, hey, hey, or for people to go back to Judd Apatow. Yeah. You know how I know you're gay because right. you listen to Gold Coldplay, right? Right. Yeah. yeah. That that's I a mean, thing. It's not that long ago. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. Right? No. <laughs> um, no. So, and yeah. I, I, being kids uh, and. Uh, 
everyone. And I went to a couple of ghetto schools. And, you yeah, know, that's always a yeah, that's big hip-hop culture. And everything, they yeah. would call everything gay. gay. Right. Like, yeah. why are you acting gay? You know, oh, that's gay. That's, you know, and it's just kids, mm. you know. It's bad, but it. You yeah. know. Any anything to to finish <laughs> up on the first film? No, I mean, uh, I'd I'd be more excited to talk about. Let's get into number yeah. two here now. Yeah. Number Which is two. my categorically my favorite, even though like like I've said, you objectively know one, the, you know it's a better movie. Yes, but you but number like two, two more. I love See, two, loved. You know what he's saying essentially? Number one is better, you know, because it has steaks. It has your steak. It has your potatoes. But he likes two because it's it's chocolate. Well, it's it's the it, again, it is. it's a I prototype. Mean, it is. It's a prototype. Two and three are all basically mirror images of the first uh, one. of the first one, right? Which was my issue with it at the time. I feel the same way. I now, don't feel that different. Now, now, Wait, even has, as a kid you were like, "Hey, you know, I noticed that, you know, you no, were like no, no, 5 years more, old." More like, going, the, more like this, John. Yeah. Uh, more along the lines of because the first this cuz the second one has that conceit of let's revisit mm. the first one. Now, yeah, it gives you something new in the beginning. But if you really think about it, there's this is sort of the thing where you go, okay, the first film, perfect on its own, mm. tells its story A to B. Now we've decided we want to franchise, so now we got to stretch some <laughs> things out. And so you get, first off, you get the, the fact that I was disappointed that we're just seeing the first film from another angle. Now, eventually when you watch all three of them, you realize that's the point. Like that, you're getting the replay of those scenes again and again. Hill at Valley, time. Um, you're getting the Hill Valley, modern uh, day, uh, uh, future, modern and modern day future and old west yeah. and 1955, and we get similar situations. And it's like, oh, what's the difference? But at the time, you got to remember, we're getting a sequel to Back to the Future. It begin, it ends with them going to the future, so it's like something new. Mm-hmm. You were actually in the future, right? We had not had a redone version of Marty getting chased through yet, so I wasn't and, expecting but, can I ask you a something? redone version of Marty in the, the clock tower square just getting chased by different teens in a different time. Production-wise, what was the... Uh, uh, was there even a conception? Budget cuts. Um, at the end, Delor- at the end of one, DeLorean flies, right. and thus... By the way, this is how we got the name of our show to be continued, because... The original ending flashed to be continued, mm-hmm. right? Um, but then, by then, you go, "Oh, are we ever going to get that sequel?" Right. For four years, we got nothing, and, and then like, what's going on? And suddenly, it's, so it's w- happening. Was two and three a uh, oh? Because you know there was a resurgence. There, there was a uh, no. I think they were planning. You got to remember. We got to also remember that Fox, you know, uh, what's its face was still on, mm. so. There was a t- there were timing issues, you know. It's like, well, he's still very much committed to family ties. Yeah. So where are we going to find the time? He nearly killed himself making that first film. Basically, Fox and during the first film, he was so tied to family ties. The executive producers were like, we don't want to let him go. Mm-hmm. That the Back to the Future. That's why Stoltz was there. They mm-hmm. wanted him yeah, originally. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. They couldn't get him. Finally, they get rid of Stoltz, and they were like, we got it. They did some horse trading with the uh, family ties people, and basically, he was going. Because remember, he's the star of Family Ties. There isn't a scene where he's not in. He would basically film an episode and then only shoot all the night scenes for a few months for Back to the Future. They thought about uh, casting Scott Valentine as like the main heavy (laughs) on that show. Hey, Mallory. Um, So anyway, so, but again, for me, I was, again, I had a disappointment that 2 was just gonna, that it just rehashed that stuff. 
again, hindsight is I, I've accepted more of that as the time gone on and, and, and enjoy it. It the, the, the new stuff and the future stuff is, is fun. It, that stuff is absolutely fun. There's, there's the way that it expands on the characters. Now that's a little ham handedly too, because as we've talked many times, there's a, there's a disconnect in the themes of the first film, and then when we get to the second No, film. there are literal disconnections. Can we just bring up Elizabeth Chu for one thing? <laughs> okay. Hey, Jennifer. <laughs> Jennifer, you look completely different in, well, in the well, second time one. Well, he changed the timeline. That's, he uh, changed the timeline. Time that's your, that's your you out know? on that one. <laughs> Although he didn't notice that his girlfriend was different after it was... <laughs> Wow, you sort of look like the girl from the from, from Adventures in Babysitting. You yeah. Know? Was, or did, were you dating Ralph Macchio? At if one I'm point? remembering correctly, I believe Princess Bride is 88. Okay. Oh no, that's not Elizabeth Shue. But no, uh, no, no. okay, I got see how, how right. messed up I am. Right. That's not good. <laughs> um but um yeah, so we get we get we get to and there is this weird disconnect of the themes and some ideas from the first film. So no First more, off, no more four. Wait, no more four quadrant No, no, even more four quadrant That's four the four, that's the first thing. Again, there's more shaved <clears throat> off. There's a little more roundness, and the <clears throat> darkness and the realism of so, sort of stuff sort of because the alchemy has now has now uh, now it's the formula has now formed right. It's so the formula. you have to deal with formula right. at this point. And but see, here's the thing. Okay, so first film. First off, Ed, another issue the first film has. We have to go back to the first film because Back to the Future, yada yada, time travel. But think about this: the first film has what? Marty has a co-issue with his dad. Him and his dad have the same weakness, even though Marty doesn't like it that his dad is weak-willed around people. Blah blah blah. His mother. No. <laughs> <laughs> They're both weak around you his son of a bitch. <laughs> it's that okay? So Marty tells Jennifer in the beginning. Um, he get he got rejected for to to play at the school, mm. uh, whatever it is, you know, by the music faculty, and then he tells Jennifer, you know, I'm just not cut out for this. I'm, I'm scared of rejection. Oh no, Marty, you're really good. You you just put your demo tape out there, you know. And then he meets his dad. Oh, what do you do? Oh, I didn't know you did anything creative. Mm. Let me read your stories. No, I don't let anyone read right. my stories. I'm I'm afraid of rejection. That should be a huge thing in Marty's like story in the first film. It has no weight and almost no one. Well, that's why when you asked me what, no the, what, what the connection was, theme. I immediately went to hubris. But then you you brought up the the right the that it wasn't hubris. Like, it was the fact that he had no self confidence. Which okay, I'm like, oh, all right. But really? again, and again, it's that's why it doesn't. The kid right? who's who's able to you know the whole skateboarding thing. Right. He yeah. This kid who is cool as f around town mm. is in his own band. His one thing is that he's it's it feels weird. Right. It almost doesn't work. Mostly because, again, that sort of the thematic part, the any dramatic weight, it's not there. It's with Marty's issue of trying to tell Doc if he dies or not. You don't even think about, oh, Marty has crea- is a creative like his dad, and his dad is afraid. It doesn't, it doesn't register <laughs> by the end of the movie. <laughs> All right. Then we get into two where they are like, well, we got to stretch things out, so we got to give Marty an arc of his own, a flaw. So they decide hubris. Marty, hubris. <clears throat> Marty does not like to be called chicken. And you're like, which now <clears throat> is co- in, in the complete opposite of what his issue was in the first <laughs> film. How can Marty be so shy and afraid of rejection, <clears throat> yet at the drop of a hat, 
he will not, don't call me chicken. Now, I guess maybe you could say there's some sort of sublimation of he knows he's a coward in other aspects, so he's overcompensating, but that doesn't really make a lot of sense. It would make sense if they had set this up in the first film where we say, in opposition to his father, Marty isn't. Maybe that would be an explanation for why, going again back to the first film, if they had made it that Marty had always been this guy who, if you challenge him, he goes off, right? Then suddenly, Strickland's in your face, like, dressing down of him in the beginning of the first (laughs) film makes sense. But that scene is insane! John, in the beginning of the first film, Marty's sneaking into high school, and the principal catches him. Now, okay, this is a trope from those 80s movies, right? The hard-ass principal, (laughs) that's a a common thing. You know? Breakfast club, whatever. Right, but like, okay, and I get it. Principal Skinner. Yeah, and I get it. I get that if you're you're writing this character, you're like, okay, he's a principal, he's involved in discipline for the school, he doesn't like kids coming in late. I get some... Well, what does he say straight out? He says... They're not a, uh, uh, he starts with personal invective uh, against Marty himself. Your not dad just, was a slacker. It starts out with, you know, you're a slacker, McFly, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> you don't have a chance. And I'm like, going, okay, that's already. Go- the but, apple doesn't fall far from the tree. And then he goes into this. It's like, oh, by the way, hey, I'm not just going to shit on you. I'm going to shit on your father and your entire family going back to the 1850s. Like, okay. <laughs> It's insane. It is. It makes no. The only way you can undo this is if you went back Back in time. There is no way unless you had a time machine. And and this is the thing. So it doesn't make sense in the second. So it's like, well, where was all this in the first film? All right. It would make sense, but it 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 just doesn't. And it is literally only there to give a kind of half-assed arc for Marty, which I'm not sure again. It, it sounds like they just need impetus, you know. To and this is sort of yeah, what yeah. brings the second and third film down, down. for me, uh, because they want me invested in something that I just don't see, I don't understand, and I don't quite. <clears throat> well, well, look, yeah. the justify this continuing the story this, uh, again. Yeah. Why is it my favorite? Uh, I understand. Stop. I completely understand. It's you know, like the scenes. I would admit, first one to admit that the uh, read my facts moments Shut with up. Flea. Oh, By the God. way, you go, wait, what, what, what why is, is Flea What's here? Going, why is Flea here? And you why know? wasn't Ketis there as well? <laughs> I'm sorry, Ed. That's the only thing I could think of at the end of three with the, with the scene with the, with, with the truck. That's the only thing I think of with the pickup truck was like, like uh, and Ketis is too good Ketis. to do Back to the Future parts two and three. But, uh, but, I, but, but I digress. Um, and by the way, uh, this uh, two is a big deal also um, for the FX team. ILM, I believe, right? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah. Because the doubling of taking a single single actor playing two characters on screen was a big deal, all right? And that, I think, was one of those breaking... um, uh, There's motion control cameras and other things like that that were starting to be more mm, common, and you could get that digital compositing where you didn't necessarily have to create a digital image, but you could insert something that you had... Mm. And then the motion control camera would make it seem like everyone was there at the uh, same time. I recall the Biff scene talking to himself in, in the Winnebago. That was a huge deal for, for filmmaking, right. you know. Um, what well, year did part two come out? 89. 89. But on top of that, Fox was playing f- uh, four. He played, him, he played his daughter. He played a son. 
he played his future self and, of, of course, himself, right, in that movie. Uh, by the way, Crispin Glover did not return for the second one. No, yeah, that's a whole other... Right, that's a whole... That's a whole other thing. Right, you know. Um, one of the other things about that second film that I, I get why there's a lot of affection for it, um, like I said, my issue is there's some dramatic stuff it doesn't work as mm. as well. Yeah. But getting once I get over that, there is so much, like, again, we really got to think about something. The 80s was the beginning of the dystopian future, right? We really started seeing a lot more films that f fell into that, you know, from starting from the <clears> late <throat> 70s. Blade Runner. But Blade Runner especially, those kind of things. Like, here's the dystopian sci-fi. 2017. Movie. I just, by the way, just watched... So exactly these sort of things. Whereas, I just watched a Running Man for the first time. Right. Okay. So in its, entire, in its entirety. In yeah. Its entirety. Well, we'll, we have to have a whole thing about that. <laughs> talk about time machines. How how didn't you ever see that? Listen, Christmas Tree. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> okay. So um, <laughs> the thing about the, the you know uh, Back to the Future Two is it doesn't give us a dystopian future. No. There and they've talked about like we weren't interested in that. What we really wanted to give was this is a Jetsons G Wiz sci fi mm. future. And it's it's fun. It's adventurous. It's not trying to. It's trying to say the issues with the future are still the people. And, and it, there is no nothing in the future version that they show where Doc's like, "We gotta stop this technology." No, <laughs> we gotta stop that guy. You know, it's like again, it's about the people and the characters. Aging, rejuvenation, and of course, flying of, cars. Right, and of course, the other. You know, one of the other things that I think is an unfair criticism is when people say, "Oh, they got so much wrong," and it's true. Their version of 2015 is... There are no iPhones and... You, you, know. <laughs> you see the things that people didn't quite... There's some stuff that did come true that they were just a little bit ahead of the curve on. Um, drones and stuff. Are, you can see them in the movie. You can see them you in the movie. You can see flying drones and other things that um, are starting to come around. I would, I would also argue that while there were no iPhones, there were... Tablet-like things? No. And I, I say this. The, uh, the kids, Marty's right, kids, were using the these glasses that were sort of like phones... Also, Google so, glasses. so they're Google glasses, basically, mm -hmm. right? You know, uh, so which and there is Oculus. there is an internet. Mm -hmm. I uh, uh, granted, uh, they're sorts. still using faxes. Yeah, so that's you know, a, uh, and and there is also this. The uh, I think an interesting fact that it's made in '89. Mm. I would say the nostalgia industrial complex <laughs> had been kind of perking along. I'd say since like the Happy Days. Just right off the top of my head. That's how good I am. <laughs> nostalgia. The nostalgia industrial, industrial complex. complex. <laughs> now, and it's true. It's true. Hey, look, the boomers were the beginning of that, all, starting in the 70s, when suddenly you get all this 50s nostalgia, and then... Prosperity. And so on, and so on, and so forth. And, but <clears throat> it was still a minor thing. People didn't consider it, like, again, like, studios weren't going, like, you nostalgia is a gold mine that we will base all of our profits off of. You know what's, cra what's crazy, Miguel? Uh, you're talking about, you know, the movies and stuff. I always thought, even as a kid, like, when I, when I would watch music videos from, uh, from the 80s and, and, and technology from the 80s and the people from the 80s, I'm like, this feels like they're trying to return to the 50s. The polka-dotted dresses, the, you know, the glamour and all that. Wait, you mean glitter. current videos? No, of the... In and when he would watch videos oh, from the right 19th oh, okay. and from the you are... I, I thought that. I had that whole John, idea. John, oh, yeah. telling you from someone who experienced that era, and I maybe I'm different from Ed, and maybe there's a whole other 
yeah. sections. But my but you time, can, you my, can my, feel you can feel this the culture ur- yearning for the fifties. Yeah, yeah. My parents mm. were in their thirties and forties. They were in their thirties and forties, and, and their youth was now behind them. And so you could make a lot of money appealing to baby boomers' nostalgia. Mm. Mm. And then that sort of started going into, we can get everyone into their nostalgia. And to the point where, you know, it's like, you get kids in their 20s. And it's like, I'm nostalgia for the stuff when I was a kid. It's like, you're 20. Those Elvis, <laughs> those Elvis haircuts. Like Rick, Rick Roll and all, you know. Yeah, yeah. And you all could them. see, and They're that's, and, like and, and so there's, and, there is yeah. definitely that in the... In, in the Andy in the, Kaufman, Elvis. Like, they all love the 50s. And so what they do we all, have yeah. in Back to the Future 2 in 1989? Cafe 80s. Cafe. We well, have the beginning of it's people start, And again, Cafe 80s. Think about that. 1980, um... Reagan had not been president for less than a year. Nineteen eighty-eight election. Uh, so he had only been out of let's office like correctly. a year and a half. Or it's something Max like Headroom, Reagan. It's Max Headroom Reagan, along versus, with, with, with Ayatollah Khomeini, who's uh, also Max Headroom. Right, right. right. And you know, um, there's definitely and Michael Jackson. There's definitely <laughs> that part of the uh, of an enjoyment of the film that is a is a bringing over some of that elements yeah. also from the first film that was also nostalgia based um, part, part there is also in my, in my opinion again this, we, this thing that is if there's gonna be groundness and darkness in these movies there's some attempt to do that with Marty and Doc and I guess they kind of just don't want any of that stuff to go it's like again it's like oh Marty wants to be rich and famous it's not a giant like stumbling block for his like ability his hubris is not a stumbling block for his uh, like ability. Same with Doc. So again, we got to go like, well, what can we do with Biff? And an interesting thing that is a theme in these <clears> films, <throat> I think, and maybe this is me, this is, you know what, screw it. This is absolutely me projecting the modern world. West, a, a cyber augmentation. <laughs> no, 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 no. Is this, is basically saying some of these people in life who aren't necessarily good people, but they aren't absolutely evil either. It comes down to um, what's possible in any given moment. Mm. That the potentiality for these people to be worse is always there. We're introduced to Biffin. He's a bully. In the original timeline, remember, he doesn't attempt to rape Lorraine until Marty alters things. That moment did never happen. He's basically just a, a guy who's bullied his father his whole life and has been creepy about Marty's mom. But there's no sense that Biff could be a rapist. But once Marty changes time, that becomes a possibility. Biff is now, always had the potential to have this in him. We get to dystopian 1985 in the second film. Biff is a murderer. <laughs> you know what I mean? Biff is now, and we, and on and on and on, we see that he's embittered even into the future in the alternate, you know, time. And then we get to <clears throat> the third one, which we're not going to get into just yet. But the Biff Tan, the Tannen character, then the the uh, town square chase isn't a fun thing with some teens going after mm. M- M- Marty. Marty gets lynched. <laughs> okay, like there's no like. You, it's like, oh, this isn't Roy Rogers' Old West. No, this no. is the real Old West yeah. where if you were weak, you got killed. And, like, that's an interesting thing to me that we see really 
come to fruition in the second film where the Tannen characters suddenly it becomes wait like again I don't know about well, you Well it's funny that you mentioned like um uh because it makes me think about wait if he had a grandson that means there there is there's a Mrs. there's a, there's there, a Mrs. Tannen there's a Mrs. Tannen out there somewhere at somewhere, some point right you know uh and of course his who the hell is his son Right. Yeah, that's a whole that again brings up all sorts of Yeah, we don't want to bring that up. <laughs> that's a whole other weird that's a whole other weirdness. But um, again, I think that there is with the Tannen characters you see like uh Ed in number two. I don't know about you, but Griff comes off it's broader, it's a little cheesier than what they did in the nineteen fifties, mm. right? At the same time, uh Grift also comes out like I don't think Marty was just going to get slapped around. No, he like, has. He the, had a <clears throat> baseball bat, extendo cyber baseball bat. <laughs> Marty was going to get his head bashed right. in. Yeah. Like there was an attempted murder going on yeah. here. This is sort of the the the, the, the uh, right, and the, you know, and it just goes to show you how because of the way things are shot, how much time has elapsed from the moment where he says batter up. Uh are 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 the are, are where's law enforcement in, 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 at, at this point, right? Because by the time, well, you know, luckily the court system like is very immediate and everything happens like you know. Like, yes, where Doc Brown admits del- that they, everything's they, they, deli- they, deliberate, like immediately. They've got rid of all the lawyers in the future, so it's like, <laughs> whoa, wait a second, Doc, hold on. See there, there. See what really there need to be like a shot of them coming back to 1985, and then Mark just and Marty just going like. Wait a minute, Doc. You said they got rid of all the lawyers, lawyers in 2015? Oh, yes. It's a fascist state. You don't want to... Like, like, wait, wait. We're not... Wait, so you Habeas wanted to change my, is You gone. basically wanted to change the fate of my my son and my for, daughter. For no habeas corpus. Because, oh, yeah, Marty, they would have been executed outsider. <laughs> right, but we're not doing anything to stop that. Fu- Look, there are limits to what I'm gonna willing to do for you and your family, Marty, all right? Great weather system. Great weather system. Flying cars. 3D, uh, which, you know, we do have Police 3D. officers who will pick you up in the middle of the street and bring you home. In the middle of the street home. and bring you home. Right? But Women's police but officers. apparently, no habeas corpus and all who <laughs> go up against, like, like, it would be interesting to find out. It's like, it's like, like, oh, yeah, Marty, oh, yeah, we thought Biff was bad, but, oh, man, no. <laughs> so, someone else came to power. But you, yeah, I, you can see, you know, why as a kid, you know, I'm still a kid at this point, right, you know. And yeah. I'm watching this. I'm I'm sort of bedazzled by the what you call call the Jetsons' future. Right. Yeah. You know, um, the f- flying cars. This is something that we we sort of have. Where are flying cars? Yeah. Yeah. We're well. Oh wait, John. So as you were saying, Ed, there was a big gap between the first film and the second film. Mm. Four, Four years, years difference. Four years. So this is a pre-internet age, John, to build up buzz for a movie even something that was popular you got to get people remembering it again starlog magazine starlog magazine but also <laughs> the you in the old days the ubiquitous behind the scenes special that would be on either network tv that or cable, true right yes back to the future too had a behind the scenes special that was hosted by leslie nielsen of all people really i don't know why it is available online. Well, Go to pres- YouTube and I'm watch the president it. of these of, of this universe. That's why Pro- he might as well have been <laughs> like he was the only one missing. That that would have been awesome. Oh, by the way, Leslie Nielsen. Surely you must be joking. You could you could see him as Doc Brown. It would be different. Again, uh, it would be very. But you different. could see him. Yeah. But you yeah, could see it, and he still has, and he has the comedic chops. Uh, 
it could have been it could have been funny, different, and quirky. Yeah. Okay. Um. So Leslie Nielsen hosts this behind the scenes like making of thing, and like we're getting all the thing. You know, hey, everyone who loved Back to the Future, watch this half hour special, so you know in a month's time when this is out in the. But talk about. Sorry. Talk about inappropriate jokes from the eighties. <laughs> that Gunn? guy. Yeah. It's full. He's of king it. of it. Full of it. Okay. So. Anyway. So here's the thing, John. All right, one of the biggest things that they knew people would rave about was the hoverboards. Everyone was like, we know this scene's gonna... And that, but that wasn't enough, okay? You were uh, in 74, 74, how old were you in 89? Um, yeah, but I'd be like 14. 14, 14? Yeah, okay, 14, so I was, I was 12, 13. Yeah. In the middle of this making of thing where they're going on about the new Back to the Future movie... The director, Zemeckis. Robert Zemeckis, right straight to the screen and towards it the says. audience, <laughs> looks at us <laughs> and lies his ass off. And he says, well, you know, here's the thing. This hoverboard technology has been around for many, many years. <laughs> It's just that, you know, there are all these parents and safety groups that don't want to have kids to have them. But, you know, this is kind of going to be our big coming out party and hopefully legislational. Like, he's all like. And yet, Miguel, and yet, um, Charles, I don't know what's his name, uh, Roger Rabbit. I wish I could have uh, put money on the Cubs. Right. Yeah. Again. No, no. Ed, Ed, you know, I mean, there's certain point, things again, that no, no, just no, no. like. My point you know, is this, Ed. My point is this, Ed. You were 14. I was 12, 13. We bought it. We believed guys our age for a good 10 years, I would say. We're like... Because we're just stupid enough to we listen to... We were just dumb enough to buy Leslie it. Leslie Nielsen. Hey, he's legit. Right? And it's like... <laughs> right, right. But it was... But it, see, it's more, it's more that... To me, it was more that the director... It was a behind-the-scenes thing. It's and he's like, why are yeah, you, you... know. Why even... And, but he did. He was like... It's real, and it's going to be on the market. And I don't even know why. I mean, yes, it did. a movement. It did get me. Don't get me wrong. <sighs> did it give me a, a, a 13-year-old, you know, hard on? The, Absolutely. Did all the 13-year-olds leave their house with signs like, well, we pass law. What makes it six, more, seven, I think what five? makes the hoverboard thing more visceral is Mattel is slapped right Right, that, it. it's, that there's a realism. <laughs> <laughs> which goes to the production diet of these movies. product placement. That's a real product. And that's the thing. And for a good 10 years, we all were like, when is this happening? It has to be real. Bob Zemeckis said so. And did, did Bob ever have to come out and apologize? Like, listen, it, uh, eventually, no, we're talking like, he laughed all over. I think he all laughed. He all laughed. The bank. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> um, and so, I mean, there's all these things absolutely that are wonderful about, about three, um, weird expansions of character we get the introduction of like suddenly it's like oh here's a thing that's going to pay off later because it's like oh doc is lovelorn doc wants mm -hmm. a woman in his life we get that paid off okay, by the way can i have to say uh over the years three has sort of uh um uh, appreciated two has not yes and that i will also agree with you right. on because of I like you say the romance, um, uh, the romantic element behind and it. Two. And also, I also think the one thing about three is that even though three gives you, a, again, replaying the moments, mm. it's much different than those other two movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we have two big fishes out of water. Um, 
the times are so different that the story elements are are, are really, really different. Mm. The darkness in the Tannen characters really comes out because now it's a frontier world and it's like, oh, a guy like that absolutely would be killing people left and right, mm. blah, blah, blah. And and they try to 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 throw in those little cheap jokes like, hey, what kind of what kind of what kind of shoe is Nikkei? You know, <laughs> like you know, those things, right? Um I, th- I think one of the uh, one of my favorite parts of three is, as I said, that sort of like, okay, here's the old West. Here's how bad it really, really was. Mm. Um, and it wasn't the it, it's not what Hollywood gives you. And yet at the same time, it's filled with tons of character actors from those movies. As a matter of fact, that's a perfect it's a perfect time to just move into three. Mm. Um, because you know, two has that great ending that we always go on about, you know, Count Floyd. Uh, what's that actor's name again? Uh, SCTV. Um, SCTV. I, I don't know, but I like. I, I call him Count Floyd. He's just so Count Floyd. Count Floyd. But, uh, you know, it has that, it's a, have a very interesting ending that way, um, where you think it's where again this weird line of darkness because like uh, John, I don't know if you do you remember the ending of two? The ending of two so, is so, the ending of two is. Doc is flying the DeLorean in a in a in the middle of a, a thunderstorm because it's the same night that Marty's going back, draped with that uh, with that banner flag just right. hanging over, uh, which was part of how he rescued him from right. Biff. And so it's the same night where from the first film Marty's going back. So there's lightning storm, and right before he says, "You don't want to get hit by lightning," boom, boom, the, the DeLorean gets hit by lightning and he's gone. And now Marty's like, "Shit, I'm stuck here again." And then rain cue, comes down, rain comes down, and you're not sure what happened to Doc. You're not sure this. You're not sure that. And, and out of suddenly, nowhere, there's a shadowy figure from down the road, a man in black, sort of like. But he wasn't really. He, but he had a trench coat and like a yeah. black fedora. He walks up to Marty, and the best part is the delivery <laughs> because he delivers it. Are you He's Marty McFly? In a, in a um, I don't want to say aggressive, but there is this like, is there danger here? Because now you, you don't he, know what's he going G-Man? on. man? Because like, yeah, yeah, you're like, are we getting the 1950s government involved yeah, yeah, yeah. here? What's happening? And no, he's from Western Union. He's from Western Union. <laughs> and he says, we've had a letter in our possession since you know uh, the late 1800s. Yeah. And me and the guys are, you know, and, you know made it better whether you're going to be here or in not. In 70 years, you know, people have been saying whether, you know, had instructions delivered at this place this time. We kind of, oh, that's insane. It, Marty and opens like, the letter. And it's from Doc in 1885. He's alive. He's Don't alive. you see? He's alive. And then it has that great ending of to, to, to be concluded. And then again, we had the, when we saw it in the theaters, you got the, you got the preview for the next one. Hey, where, we go oh, west. Where we're going in the old west and everything else. Miguel, did you know ZZ Top was going to be in this movie? <laughs> <laughs> a whole other. We'll we'll get into that. Now, Historically accurate. Thing. Now, so we get to the third film where I think it's interesting that they like you could have ended it at two. Yes, you could have ended. No. no, 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 no. You could have. They could have. This, solved this is that. where I. I they could have solved that problem. Done the, they could have done the exact same thing and had an open-ended ending. Yeah. Mar- Marty's back. Oh, hey, thank God I'm here. See something is off or whatever. Or Doc comes out. Oh, we've got to go on another adventure. But instead they made it this. <laughs> we're filming them back to back. And now we're going to give you something where we've shown you the near past. We've shown you the near future. But let's really take advantage of this thing, this concept of time travel. And let's go somewhere even further, somewhere mm. more exotic, very different. And it works, and it's very, very... That's... The third film is charming. It 
delivers on even if I think that they're not weighty arcs, it delivers on the arcs for those characters. There, there's a bit it of is strangely it is strangely doc centric. Yeah. Because it's about Doc's life. About that, the consistency of it, by the way, because the first moments um where they're back uh in in in, in Brown's house and they're taking naps. Brown wakes up and he's like, I, I sent you back to the future. You're you're lying to me. <laughs> you're not here. I'm delusional right now. Well, again, well, you know, I think that that points out something we um, I wanted to get to. And because you have to understand from his perspective, right? Everything just, just happened. Sent, like again, all, well, that's one of the things about this movie is that, in all honesty, it's time travel. Marty spends. Close to three weeks. Is it? Is it like that moment in uh, Endgame where they find Captain America old on the bench? They're like, we just send yeah, him back. We just send him back. But then, but now, <laughs> yeah, it is you, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He just comes out of nowhere. And, like and, and Doc's like, I just sent you to the future. Yeah, like, yeah. I know, but I'm back. I'm back. And there, there is, there is something about how that scene you're talking about mm-hmm. indicates how the films do get broader and broader. Mm-hmm. So again. I would say that there are a handful of moments of really broad stuff in the first film. Mm-hmm. Something like um, when Marty's dad is at the is 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 at the diner and he's like, "Give me a chocolate milk," and it's like that's a completely totally movie type scene. It's yeah, like yeah, yeah. he doesn't pay for the chocolate milk; <laughs> he only drinks it one. There was already ready to go. Yeah, it's yeah, a totally yeah. movie Perfect, created yeah, sort of yeah, scene. Yeah. Perfect uh, Hollywood moment. You know, it's yeah. very and it's very broad. Uh, same. thing. Thing with the scene where he where they wake up when Doc Brown wakes up in in mm-hmm. in three and Marty's there and the whole the organ, the organ. <laughs> things get broader as the as the as the films go on. I I so kind of saying think, by number three it's it is for children. Like there's not really much for. I don't know if they're safe for children, but again, there's less of those moments with those characters Real, that makes like, him a little more grounded. Gritty, yeah. We're still in the formula, so we're redoing a lot of the same scenes. So well, I mean, three kind of was basically okay. This is our last hurrah, right? Right. We're gonna we're we're gonna go out and bang. And everyone knew it, right? And everyone knew it, uh, right? You know, uh, we have something good here. We're just gonna go, and people. I, I'm pretty sure, you know, there, there, there's a sense of like, okay, let's let, let's get this. Let's just get let's put a bow on thing, it. Though is yeah, yeah. is some is is this? Ed. Would it have you been just possible point- to do part four if it did well enough? Would they do part four if it did good at that time? I don't know. I think I think by that time, or they everyone well, this knew. This is what I want to point out. Everyone knew. So uh. Ed did talk about the diminishing returns. of the returns for the third one as mm-hmm. compared to the second one, because I do believe Ed. I don't think I was in a minority at the time. I think that there were a lot of people who adored that first film. Mm-hmm. Had that it had that ending that cliffhanger ending. Are we going to see the one? But by the I want to see the second one. But you, they saw the second one, and I don't think I was in the minority. I think a lot of people didn't think the movie was the second one was bad, but I think they came They're away. Like, but we had enough. I think they were like, I wanted something more. I was expecting something different, and so when three comes around, only a year difference. Well, well, I think that there was still some people who had a bit of a bad taste in their mouth. Now, I. Again, came away a little disappointed from the second film. Still wanted to see how it was going to end. Did you feel that way as a kid, though? You know, really? Yeah. As well, a, again, that second film, I felt I was deflated a, a lot because I was like, oh, they kind of just redid a lot of the stuff from the first film. So I could see how that I, there was a diminishing return uh, on that for the second. Let one. me interject something here. What do you know? What film came 
in 89, a big blockbuster that just flopped in 89. Ghostbusters 2. Okay, by then we'd already gotten that sense of like, these sequels are just nonsense and they, they just don't work. You know, um, well, and that's depending, what, again, depending, depending on, on the, what it was, but like, again, the franchise, these big, huge franchises in the middle of 89, people were like, oh, these yeah, sequels are, flopping. you know, I mean, right. In 89. So yeah. this, uh, three comes out in 90. Right. Right. But um, that's, but see, that's again, there was a year, there was a year separating. If you had seen as I did 80, and I remember my family, uh, my cousin's family, who had used to live in the same brownstone as they had moved to Virginia, we were visiting them when it came out. We went to see, it was like a big deal. Me and my cousin went to see Back to the Future. Two, and again, I had this sense of like, it wasn't a bad movie. I certainly had a lot of moments to talking about now, entertained. It's grown, but I, again, yeah, I can see how it would not make people excited to, for three. I could see how someone's like, well, if you're just going to give... Oh, they're do you know what s- the big, huge... You know what 89 is? Well, what's the big 89? Batman, well, Batman of course, yes. Of course. Right? That's oh, the big... Yeah. That was the beginning of what... Yeah, but the, again, Ed, we're not talking Tim about... The, no, but what I'm saying is like people by then are fatigued by a, a type of... You Sci-fi. Know. I don't think... See, see you don't I think, think so? the fatigue comes a lot later. We still have a lot of crappy sequels to come out between then and then. Yeah, but... I think the real sequel fatigue only really starts in... Because Ed, Ed um, sequel fatigue... Uh, what year was Terminator 2? <laughs> that was 91, right? Yeah. yeah. So but that's again, not, so but again, that didn't flop. That was huge. But that was again, huge. the point is being, no, the audiences were not going, we don't want these sequels. Whereas I think that, again, I think directly, if you saw just the one summer before, two, I think it tamped down. I and I think, unfortunately... I also think because, it's too soon, too. I think the yeah. year release mm-hmm. did them a disadvantage. It may have done them a disadvantage because, as, I, as we've said, while I have grown to enjoy two more over the years and settled, like made my peace mm-hmm. with, like, yeah, hey, it's not what I wanted, but it's fine for what it is, three has really mm-hmm. gained yeah, it. Yeah. It is definitely, in my opinion, a ranking of one, three, two. One, three, two. Oh wait, so, so three, three is my second is out of that franchise would be the second best movie at, huh. at least. Three is appreciated for me. It's uh, like I, it, it gets better every for for. And each of course, that three I finally it ages well. Uh, it three, ages well. Three, three finally pays off the true theme of the Back to the Future series. <laughs> what is the true theme of wait, the Back to the I... Future series? Sorry, go ahead. The, the true theme of Back to the Future series re- is revolves around one thing and one thing only. Clean Eastwood. Bulletproof vests. The first one has Doc saved by the bulletproof vest at the end of the first one. In the second film, Biff is watching a few dollars more, I believe. With two whores in the in, in And with the his bow. two hookers. And Clint Eastwood in that uses <laughs> a, an iron, um, an iron, a piece from iron stove yeah, yeah. as a bulletproof vest. And then Marty pays that off in the third film by actually doing that. In the Old West, too. So, again, the tapestry of Back to the Future well, is all Mr. about Well, Mr. Eastwood, you know, <laughs> I'll trade it in for the new hat. For your new hat. But I, I thought you just spent the last, like, five, ten minutes saying how three has, is less grit, less no, two. real. Less... Two. No, no, no. Oh, you're saying three returns to I it. think that, in okay. my opinion, not only was three always a better movie from the outset from the second one, which is, again, that's the shame of two kind of tamping down the excitement for three. Mm. 
three is a better movie, and it has gotten better. I, I used it's to say, I used to say two is the obviously you know the Empire Strikes Back you of, like two, of of. Yeah. I, I love two. Yeah, yeah. Two is yeah. my favorite of. But of, I, I, of the he, I think but Ed's adult to see, enough to go like I like it. Yeah, for the but whiz I'm a dumb, yeah. Whiz stuff, right? But so I like admit, here on, are the issues. When you when you put on your kid hat, mm-hmm. you're like I love two. Yeah. And, but when you put on your adult hat, you're like it's uh, like three has gotten better for yeah, each. Yeah, yeah. Like you know, it's like oh wow. And like you is, said, there is yeah. this. It's the culmination of the relationship stuff between these two guys. They're running on all cylinders. I think it's a funnier movie than than two. Uh, I think that well, it's it's uh, let's it's let's take let's take that uh, the 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 formulaic uh, Back to the Future uh, cliffhanger ending literal cliffhanger. Yes, ending, yes, right, in know? this one, yes, they went, um, they mooned us. This this time they're using a train that they that they decide to steal a, a locomotive train, uh, and in order to get it to go past eighty eight, well, hell, uh, you know, if it's straight on, it can go it can go even more fa- faster than eighty eight. And they so basically they've used uh, uh, Doc has these he's concocted these these blogs that would sort of heat well, up the, again, the heat train. up the locomotive hot enough to get fast enough right you know but in, in the whole sequence of it it's like okay well you know Doc is Doc's got to get to, to uh, steal a train we've got to <laughs> disconnect uh, every, everything else the from cars. the locomotive right mm-hmm. um, in the process. Claire is on her way. Right. The love yeah, interest has, has got to get onto the train. Onto the train. She right. gets pulled into the whole thing. So now they're trying to get the DeLorean up to 88, which will destroy the train. She's on the train. They're trying to get on. Uh, they're trying to get on. Doc's trying to get onto the DeLorean. Suddenly they realize, oh, someone's in the back because she pulls the, the, the In whistle. the Hail Mary moment, the skateboard the is sort of just drifts yeah. right into his foot, right? Uh, yeah, the Doc is able to get on it, grabs the girl, and I'm like, but he's away from wow. The, the, the <laughs> this and is... it is. It's again. It's like you said. It's they one up their sequences yeah. of how do we get them into this situation? How do we get them? Out? I, and I and have to admit, it's a better one it than is. the end of it two. It is. It is. It is a better one. You know, um, three also. It just. I think that there's something about the alchemy of Doc and Marty. But Clara put in, you put in Clara there. And put in Clara, which is, again, makes it Doc's story more than anything Mm -hmm. else because it's really about his life, whether he's going to live or not. One of the interesting things I think about the Doc and Marty thing, and I don't know if any of you guys have ever had this as well. Did you ever have that mentor in your life? Or someone that you wished was that mentor? Yes. Someone that you knew. Maybe you didn't have the relationship you wanted, you wished, but they had a more profound effect on you. Mm. I think that there's a lot of projection of the audience. I know I do. Onto Marty with people in my life that have mm-hmm. had that, that I kind of wish was my Doc Brown, that it's like, it's a, it's that eternal teenager inside of us that just wishes you Mentor could go disciple, uh, Jedi Padawan. Exactly. Yes. That just yeah. wants to have a cool mentor character that we would do things together with. Yeah. Someone who was older. That's not your dad. Sidekick. And that's not your dad. Batman and Robin. That's not your dad. Mm-hmm. That's not exactly an uh, that is an authority in his field, but not an authority over you. Yeah. Goebbels and you Hitler. A, <laughs> all right, that you can be friends that you can be friends with, and you know there's a you know there's something to that that is like as a teenager is always enjoyed because it allows a fantasy where you're not you're not the authority. Mm. You don't have the responsibility of everything. You don't have to know about the math and science of creating this the the the, the time machine. You have the cool guy well, who's Marty, your friend. Well, Marty, you who, heard your mother. 
You have to eat your vegetables. <laughs> yeah, right, right, exactly. Right, there's, 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 there's nothing. It's that cool uncle that lets you eat yeah, like ice yeah, cream yeah, and pizza. Yeah, yeah. Exactly, exactly. But you and, couldn't do that at home. You know? But in this case, but in this case, like you know, you know how the old uh, Karate Kid, um, you know, the way it was marketed to you, it's like, like the first film was, uh, um, uh, master the students. The second one was, you know... Um, oh, you're doing with the... Are you honestly going to sit here and give me the tagline for the poster? The third one is man to man, you know? No, <laughs> no, I put my foot down. We will have no references to Karate Kid 3 on this because show. Because there is, there is sort of like an evening... Uh, in, uh, well, a leveling of the playing yeah, fields yeah. With, with Mark and... Uh, Where the with, with Marty and, and Ralph and, surpasses um, the man. No, Marty yeah. and Marty um, and, Do- and, Doc, and Doc. Because it's like... Doc, you know, like you're the one who tells me to think. Oh, right, all the time, right? You know, and you're and you, you 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 can't think about, you know, like right? Yeah, again. Well, but see, that's why I'm saying time travel come from here, right. not here. <laughs> <you> know, <it's laughs> like, but but you know what? Oh, now, oh my God, now we're we, okay. So now time we travel, to, no, come here. We are, we, we, we are recasting Back to the Future with Machio and and Marita. Which you know Pat Morita could have pulled off Doc Brown. You know? Would, he wouldn't have done the accent, but he would be just as funny. And I could see Ralph Boy, oh when my you, God, when Ed. you, when, when you, when this thing hit 88, you, you see some serious, serious shit. shit. <laughs> uh, and, now, and now the Karate Kid is starring Lloyd and Marty and, and, and Fox. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's a pretty great Well, <laughs> first you learn stand, then you learn how <laughs> then you learn crane technique. <laughs> or that dude from uh, Napoleon Dynamite, uh, Rex Quando. Oh Rex Quando yeah. as Doc Brown. Uh, well, you want to fly around like anyway. Peter Pan over here? Got to time travel through the. You know, no one wants to time travel. No one, I've got these bad boys. On. No one wants to tra- time travel with those pairs of pants on. But, Boy, <laughs> men. Must do what the man must do. <laughs> okay, so... Um, Wisdom yeah, th- of a man. Th- three, three does have... Again, it's like, okay, here's the culmination of this um, relationship. Again, it's all, it's all fun. And as I was pointing out before, we get to the end. They do something that I think is brave. They mm. destroy the time machine. Well, that's a Jules they, Verne's thing, right? You know, the, the end of time well, machine. Yeah, like, yeah, like, like, well, it's got to be destroyed it's because... Like, you got to put a capstone on it. And yeah. it's like, here's this very iconic and very, very, very cool mm. and appealing to the mass audience. You know what I mean? It's like, they didn't go for... Dr. After dealing with Flea. After dealing with Flea, obviously. And then we get that, again, the time machine is destroyed... And you're like, okay, well, what happened with Doc and Clara? They give you that perfect ending. Mm. And again, perfect because it's like, okay, Marty's future is now not set. <clears throat> That's a beautiful... When you think about it, okay, 1990, Terminator 2, again, had not come out yet. The ending of Back to the Future 3 is basically just the upbeat version of the end of Terminator 2. <laughs> Throw this thing in the lava. <laughs> well, again, upbeat because you have to destroy. Upbeat because we destroy the we destroy Arnold again, just like we had to destroy no. the, yeah, the, yeah. The, the, the DeLorean. Uh, and now I know why you cry. All right, <laughs> what does Doc's? What, okay, but it's something I could never <laughs> do. <laughs> Marty, Marty, <laughs> your clothes. Uh, give them to me. Oh, Ed Furlong, you had it in no, you. No, 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 no. But, but think about it. Again, they have to destroy the DeLorean just the way they have to destroy uh, Arnold's, Arnold's Terminator in T2. And uh-huh. 
What does Doc say to Marty at the end? After the whole facts thing, you're fired. Don't you see? Yes. Your that future hasn't been written. Your future hasn't been written yet. <laughs> it's whatever you make it want it to be. So make it a good one. What are the lines of of uh, of uh, what's her what's her name? Linda Hamilton. It's like the future is on. You know, it's a road yeah. that is unwritten. It's the so same it's upbeat, thing. It's upbeat. Yeah. Upbeat. I, and by the way, this literally only came to me right now as we were <laughs> so discussing it because we're going like, shit, fucking Cameron ripped off Bobby Zemeckis here. <laughs> This never freaking occurred to me. Um, um, which, a, being, which a, by yeah. then, you know, like, I don't know if any of you seen the animated series, which basically yeah, just is, is takes a, place is a right after, you know. Basically, is a continuation. It was a, a minor story thing. Story of the I of always, the you know, I always found that the, the, that TV show, which I said we weren't really going to mm -hmm. get into, but I just want to say this. I always wanted to watch it yeah. on Saturday mornings. I, I could never find it. It was one of these, like, popped oh, yeah, all yeah, around. Yeah. And you were too busy watching the Fonz probably, animated. Probably. <laughs> but who also, by the way, the animated Fonzie TV show, the Happy Days TV show, Ed. Time travel. Thank you. <laughs> Ralph Melf, Potsy. Time travel. Richie, Fonzie, and his dog sidekick somehow got access to a time machine and went on adventures. <laughs> Couldn't we just go back in time, find baby Thanos and... <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you know, the, the, the series ends and it had these spinoffs. There are mm. games. There have yeah. been a spinoff. Uh, well, Universal Studios. I don't know if you've right, ever that, taken that the- Right, big um, part of the tour. Like, I remember taking that. I'm like, and it's like the, the synergy and, and the, the magic is still there. It's like Biff, Biff, who still has work, you know, at the time. <laughs> Uh, he's he's doing that. Uh, he's, you got, he's it's doing got that. He's, it's got Lloyd. It's got Lloyd. And you know, um, it's one of these things that somehow earwormed its way into the into the mass culture. And like you say, Endgame, right? You brought yeah, in like Endgame. again that you have to re to the point where it is now in the canon to the point where you have to refer to it mm -hmm. as, as in any kind of time travel. Th and yeah. I will. I want to. I want to say this. I don't like to think of other people as dumb. However, uh -oh. I'm very sorry. There was a guy I went to high school with, uh -oh. and he told this to me. You know, you know, he told uh -oh. us. He told this to me as a shout out to Jake Boyer, uh -oh. and that kid was one thousand percent correct. Well, I don't know where else he may have ended up when in he life. Says basically this. He says, you know what? My intellect, my my test for a person's intelligence is: can you follow the plot of Back to the, the, Future, Back to the 1? Future One? If you can't, I'm sorry. You're stupid. And he's Don't got to see Marty, but he's got to, he's yeah, got to, you're returning he, back to this timeline, but no, but I'm sorry. <laughs> the first one, because it's very, it first off, as Paul Rudd pointed out, it is just a bunch of bullshit, but it operates on its own logic. It follows on its, its own, own logic, rules. which it follows way, its own rules. Yeah. Now that's not in any way close yeah, to whatever. Michio would be the first one to, to say, point out you know, how right. the absurdities, the issues, yada, 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 but it does. And if you can't follow it, I'm sorry. Because I can't tell you how many people I've watched that movie with sometimes over the years where they can't. And I go, oh, you're... you're What's you're, interesting you're, is if you look at it, <laughs> it's there. And if you don't look at it, it's not now, there. Now, let, let me... Let, <laughs> very good. That's good. Let me... Prior to Back to the Future, um, what was the, the time travel movie before that? Besides I time, time Machine. I would actually... Time Machine. Uh, George, George, the George Pal. The George Powell the George version Powell of version. Uh, from the 1950s, which is one of my favorite. I love that old movie. school right. 
uh, movies, which had, you know, that famous stop motion sequence yeah, of them yeah, going yeah. back and forth. Of course, it's based on the H.G. Wells, so it's yeah. got the Eloy and the Morlocks, and it's just, you know, and it, for its time, very big budget, a lot of effect yeah. stuff. And I would say that would be, because be the- I can't think of other ones that, ha- I think that you have George Powell's Time Machine, and then maybe a lot of TV stuff yeah. becomes more well, Twilight Zone, Star yeah. Trek, those and again those those rules we had and Doctor Who yeah well I was in this, I was whistling this, Star Trek but this this question's worth asking because mm-hmm. technology come came a long way it's 2020 what is what does the perfect Back of the Future remake look to you oh dear God look like to you At, that was a question and I wanted should. I did want to. And it should happen. I, I think I think we just wrote it, which is basically we the, did write the no, version, which is the Black to the Future, the Black to the Future version. It would be Black to the Future. I do think that that I think that I am. First off, I'm not one of these guys that has a problem against remakes or reboots at all. No, but especially I am with, with this such one, a big. I am with this. I am. But it's such a big concept, right. Of time traveling. There's so much you could do. Uh, scene setting, world you making. You wouldn't have to 2020. remake. In other words, you wouldn't have to redo everything in that first no, film. No, no. If you, yeah, you yeah. could redo. It, but you or can adapt, it. fine, not even redo, adapt, an adapted version. Now, Ed, you're against it. I'm against it, but if, if let's say, they decided to do, like, you know, like what Lucas did with some of the original trilogy. Look, were you sad that there's Star, Star Trek remakes? Have a scene, you're not sad that there's no, Star Trek Have a remakes? scene where they go back to, yeah. you know, dinosaurs, you know, yeah, like yeah, or yeah. something like that, because that would be... Right, yeah. You oh, know, you're, saying, you're saying you don't want the same thing. Done. You don't want it to go to the 50s or, or the 80s. Yeah, you make him like, you know, I mean... It's, go to the 20s yeah. or something. I, or, um, okay. I, I am not against it at all. I am not one of these guys. But I'm just I saying am the not technology sure. would make it... I, I think that... I'm not sure you could capture... I think it would be a fool's errand. I do think this is one of those things where we're talking about where... You say it's a lot of chemistry that you, would not that be recreated. It, because. Yeah, yeah, yeah. because. You, that would be... Spe- it's lightning in a bottle. Could you do it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Possible, Ulti- just not probable. Ultimately, the, the, tril- the trilogy itself is not so much... Like, obviously, it's not so much time travel. That's the main focus here. There's the a relationship. There's dyna- dynamics between. Yeah. And, the com- and again, the comedy. Alchemy that you bring the, up all yeah, the time. That's and what it is. it's hard to say who you could do that, what <clears throat> director could bring that vision mm-hmm. consistent. Because that's the other part about those films. Whatever ups and downs we were talking about, there is a general level of quality. There's a signature None of them feel. fall below. Yeah. They have a vision. And we talked about the plotting. Immaculate attention to detail on shit that doesn't matter at all. Mm. Stuff that I just world just, building and the world building, the character like it. But that was Hill that Valley, would be my point. Wouldn't wouldn't that be easier to do now? Wouldn't yes, that be, it w- uh, but that's the saying. No, there's well, a again, lot that could be easier. Would it be better? Yeah, and I don't know. Lloyd and and and, and Fox you, are just. But you're just saying that could never be re. I'm not, yeah, and yeah. if you did, yeah. it would be, it would, to work, it would be, I think it would need to be different rather than similar. Some reboots, it's like, well, you got to keep it You within, have to be different. You yeah. have to color it within the lines. This, I'm not sure it would work. First off, okay, what would the modern day version be? The modern day version, if you were rebooting this, okay, without... Would be a, an iPhone as a DeLorean or something, yeah, yeah. Even, even that doesn't matter. More importantly is this, okay, um... It'd be a Tesla, Maybe, maybe. Here's what's important, though. What time are they going to go to if you were going to re- if you were going to redo that movie today? 
Marty, you, you're they go back to Bush era, not right? Really. <laughs> no, but see, that's right. You hit it on the head. Who wants to go back there? Exactly. <laughs> where, where you know this or goes? Fine, Clinton. I'll change it. But Clinton even that. Era. But 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 no, uh, uh, John. This goes to what we were talking about in our 1984 show, which is basically what would be the big difference when Marty trans goes from 85 to 55. There's a for all the stuff that stays the same, it is a huge difference. Mm, yeah, yeah. Okay. If Marty in 2020 goes back to 19, it's right. not. Yeah. What is he gonna like? Oh my God! You guys aren't gonna believe it. Say prevent 9/11. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Back to, <laughs> well, look, yeah, why is this? Hold on. Listen, why Marty, is this your theme? Listen, Marty. There's gonna be this thing called stem cell research, and they're just not gonna like you. Know. <laughs> what are you? What, what? Why is this not you? I see. Something tells me that someone's got an obsession with using the DeLorean to go back <laughs> and really change some history. You've got like you're like, look, 2020 is really not working out. I think that the real key here is we gotta go back way back. Now I have yeah. to say, change this all up. Uh, in terms of legacy, we're gonna get an, a new Bill and Ted movie, which, by the way, we I saw the trailer and i'm <laughs> yeah. just not excited oh. for it it looks right yeah, i'm just, yeah, yeah but see yeah. this is the thing though that the, in the difference work. between those two tra- franchises you can still do bill and ted yeah because it's a gag well not even just as a gag winters and keanu are m- still mobile and oh, youthful yeah, yeah. enough oh yeah but not Lo- fox. you can't do a continuation mm. fox's health yeah. and lloyd's no, age and new- well. Right, it would be a new, that's why. That's what I'm saying. So, it, yeah. a, a, so a continuation is kind of out. No, no it would it have to be a reboot yeah. of some kind. It would be a reboot. Yeah. Um, whether Redesigned. you are, whether you are, having Marty and Doc as characters who did their adventure. But the and foundational now, concept could be the same. Yeah, and that would make it a, di- and that would, make, and and I don't have a problem with it, but it would be very, very, very different. Um, I think that's all we really have to say about these movies. Just you know how fun they are, um, how. Just how attention to detail, there is a real, re- for any of the criticisms that we brought in here, notice we brushed them aside as just like, who, who cares if we don't know if Marty and Doc meet how they met? Who, 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 who cares if there were different well, conceptions? Well, it's chicken and egg, you know, it's a chicken and the egg, you know that's what, you what it is. Do, what you guys could do or what someone could do is a prequel. Yeah, we, me and Ed talked yeah, about that yeah, and the, I Brown. think the problem with that is that I think think that they did that for Hannibal right yeah they've done, for, Hannibal. And they've done it for a lot of stuff I don't know are you saying Marty McFly was secretly a serial killer yes yeah. um I think that any sequel material a prequel material you can't like what are they gonna do right they can't do something that is as big or bigger than time traveling. No, if no, no, if no. the this would be for fans. If the whole right. if the whole make it to be yeah yeah. If the whole point of the prequel is like, well, I've if, got to discover time travel. Okay, yeah. you you have something because you know, like this whole race of like and how they know each formulas other. and what yeah you know yeah or how they know yeah how they learn right I, other, I, again it would be it's just a bridge that's all it, it, it that know? sounds more like it like it like supplement like supplemental material yeah. maybe it's like a three right? part series be, on like Netflix. I would be yeah. I would be more than interested in yeah. say a single comic book mm. that told the story 20, 22 pages of how they met. Mm. But even then, you're, I, you would have to limit what it would be. It couldn't be a story that would be bigger than anything they did before they went on their, like... But it could be interesting with... It, yeah, oh, if it it's character more, stuff... 
yeah. it's character stuff, but it also could be more about... Uh, the creation of the device. Of uh, Yeah, that, and uh, it'll be more about Marty. Right. Like, just yeah. Marty's quirkiness. And, well, like I said, I think that there's some... I think that yeah. there is a lot there to be or mined. it could explain like how he is the way he is, too, because he's such a crazy character, you know? I, you know, you you just have to look at Doc's line when he's in the high school, and he says to when he sees Marty's dad, he says, "Maybe you were adopted." We didn't even get into the whole <laughs> Marty's. Marty's a no, little. You white were all about that. Marty's a little white like, trashy. Yeah. He's a little. There's a this, little this white fa- trashy going on with Marty and his family. This family is like a completely fictional made up. You like Marty gets nothing from 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 anyone. From he doesn't any seem room. like any of them. He doesn't even. If you don't hook up with your wife, your son or I will. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a and, and you know and also the other thing he's is got like, a sister and a brother. I'm like they are just well, nothing well, like him. You know? Not only that. They're completely superfluous. They, they are, are superfluous. literally only there for the for the for the photo thing. Yeah. Thank you. Other than the photo, because they needed a thing where it's like, well, if Marty has siblings, then there's a time constraint. Mm-hmm. He can still be around, but they will be like as they mm-hmm. fade. Oh, okay. But other than that, they add nothing to it. You don't get any right. sense of their relationship. Exactly. So it sounds like there's plenty of prequel material. Oh, there is. Okay, there is. There's. Yeah. There. There are again. There's there a are a lot of questions yeah. of this. Of the world of Hill Valley and they Back to the Future, they could do a miniseries. That might there that, won't be any miniseries. Yeah. Okay. So I think we've 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 we've, we've discussed, exhausted this. We've exhausted Black to the Future. Did um, you say Black to the Future? I did say Black yeah. to the Future. Um, I I just want everyone out there to go and if you haven't seen it, watch it again with new eyes. If you've <laughs> never seen it, watch it. Watch it. Get understand what this is. Make some YouTube reaction videos because I enjoy seeing them. Maybe um, I'll do it. And uh, I think that would be great. We should probably should do it at some point. A reaction video, yeah, you yeah. and AJ watching. Oh, me and AJ. Together? You and AJ oh, watching man, Back to the Future hysterical. for the first time. Really, that would be great. Um, Yo, Miguel. we're gonna end this out um, on one sad note. Oh no! And it's gonna be quick, Ed. Well, it's gonna be quick, oh, no. but there's several sad notes. Wilfred oh, no. Brimley passed away. Um, he, we've talked about him in our thing show, um, but like Let's him, talk and, about nostalgia. Yeah, you know. Um, so yeah, I mean the man who told you to do the right thing, eat oatmeal, uh, start in check the check cocoon, out your diabetes, check your diabetes. Uh, thanks, Colbert, for 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 giving us that renaissance, that Wilford Brimley renaissance thing. But like, I mean, we we didn't want to start the show with the downer because in the time of COVID, right? Yeah, we're um, a lot has happened. Not yeah. downer enough. Uh, people, there have, there have been those who have passed away, not necessarily you know, related to the pandemic or anything. Um, but just to mention a few names here, Wilford Brimley, John Lewis, mm-hmm. Grant Imahara, um, Grant. Paul Reiner, uh, Ian Holm, Denny O'Neill, uh, Fred Willard, Little Richard. Um, Little Richard? Yeah, Little Richard passed away. I hate uh, to say this, but I thought he passed a couple Max years ago. Max von Sydow. Max von Sydow, yeah. Okay. Um, again, this is our first time coming back. Well, uh, we mentioned von Sydow, I think. In a previous thing, we yeah, did talk yeah, about, yeah. It, but I mean, we did do but, that. But, there, but it's true, we missed a. There have been a lot of people, very important to mm. a lot of pop culture in general, but a lot of fanboy stuff that passed. Wilfred yeah. was the most recent one. Um, he'll be forever. He'll be forever. <laughs> the forever is a long word. Forever is a long word. Sir. <laughs> he will. Um, I anyone look time. up Wilfred's bio? It's insane where he started to where he ended up. You know, at the end of his life. Um, real life cattleman, real life cowboy, Howard Hughes' personal bodyguard. Really? 
Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I can say it's a weird thing. Worked on a lot of films as a as a as a horse wrangler and other stuff during the time when westerns and things were you know widely being widely made. Um, me and Ed always joke about I joke about this now because one of the funny things is everyone's like, oh, he was always an old old man when he was making his first like big stamp onto the culture. He wasn't an old, old man. In Cocoon, where he's supposed to play, like, a frail, like, man in his 70s, he's, like, 56. <laughs> in 1986, wow. when Cocoon came out, it was kind of, I'm sorry, 85 when Cocoon came out, it was like, oh, yeah, you're really, really old at he the age of like 56. He was 85. 85, 85. He was 85. So and he was, I said to you, I'm like, wasn't he 85 in Cocoon? <laughs> right. And, I, you know, and it's, and so he was a, you know, he's a character actor's character actor. And, you know, so many, like I said, we mentioned Cocoon, The Thing. Um, the um, Natural. The Natural. China uh, Syndrome. Remo Williams, Remo Adventure Williams. Begins. Yeah. Um, you know, he had a real run there and it was a run where he sort of got embedded in mm. our minds. And then the weirdness of, Oatmeal spokesman slash diabetes awareness spokesman. Well, he's character actor 101 is what yeah. he is, you know. And so. you know, he he gave something. And he, he, and he can yeah, and he can ride a skateboard. <laughs> he can ride a skateboard, ride a horse, shoot bows, shoot and, arrows. bows and arrows. I mean, like, he was there was Well, he's there, now in a place where he's never gonna die. He's gonna never get old. Never gonna never get sick. Never get sick. And you're never gonna, never die. gonna die. <laughs> so Possibly. Uh, possibly. Possibly, Clark. Um, so a moment of silence for Wilfred Brimley, who uh, he, he, gave us, he gave us a hell of a lot to, 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 to enjoy over the years. And just as a character, it, j read up on Wilfred. Read up on how he was on set. Um, watch his interviews. It's, he, it's a hoot, and he's definitely part of uh, a certain guy's age, a fan's age, uh, pop culture legacy. He's just in there for, if you were 70s and 80s kids, you knew who this guy was and uh, you wanted him to be your grandpa. So, a moment of silence. Do the right thing. For Mr. Diabetes himself with Brittany. All right. Um, thank you all for coming back. We're going to be covering... Oh, I'll ha I okay. No, what no, about you? Can I talk yeah, about yeah. How, how the ending of the ending of of Back to, to the Future? And how does it end? It's the it's by by natural. It's from trash to for fuel for gas fuel. Mr. Fusion. Mr. Fusion. Yeah, <laughs> Mr. Fusion. <laughs> All right. So, um. We are going to be coming back with uh, more shows. Uh, you know, we're dealing with stuff. all the stuff that's in the air, <laughs> literally, literally and figuratively. <laughs> um, uh, you know, there's still so many projects that have been pushed back. It mm. doesn't seem that there are, you know, a lot of the studios are hedging their bets with their releases. It seems a lot of things are going to be digital. You know, everything's been, everything's, oh, so much is in the air. So, But we will try to get some cover as much as we can when new things come, when new things are dropping. And I think we're going to be doing probably a more shows yeah. like this, where we are going to cover some older stuff, talk about it. Uh, like I said, I really think that there is a kind of a, a pulse of certain things 
now where things sort of rise and fall in the pop culture. Mm. And I'm sure there'll be something else from the past that we'll be covering soon. Uh, we want to wish everyone at home the best. Please stay safe. Stay safe. Follow your COVID protocols. This pandemic is not over. Um, and we just hope the best for you and yours. And we're, we're, we're going to get with, uh, through this uh, with y'all. Uh, doing the same things y'all have been doing. We want to thank you for listening to our podcast because God knows I've listened to a lot of them uh, during the lockdown uh, period. Um, just be safe, be well, and until next time... Nobody continued! Hey guys, thanks for listening to To Be Continued, a fanboy podcast. Our website is www.tobecontinuedafanboypodcast.com. Check us out on iTunes, Google Play, TuneIn, Stitcher, and now on YouTube. We're also on Twitter and Facebook. Until next time.